Player prop. Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this week's episode of ClearProptv.com. Today we're talking to Bart Berry, Scary Berry, about his adventures over at the SIV clinic that he took with Andrew Fuller, Leah Catool, and Jonathan Carr. This is season two, episode 56. Here we are at season two, episode 56, all about SIV courses. We tried to do a little intro, but it uh, sounded kind of canny a little bit, but uh, we'll work on that. It's technical difficulties, right? We have a lot of people here, but the main guy that we're here to talk about is Bart Berry. What's up, Bart Berry? How you doing, my friend? Hey, Ron, I'm doing good, bud. Thanks for having me here, man. I appreciate it. Man, it's been a long time since you and I have chatted on uh, on here. Um, yeah. I think we were talking when we were helping out uh, Resurgence PPG, and I'm um, glad that you're back. And now you've done an SIV course. I have. I didn't do it well, but I did do it. Um, no, it was a lot of fun. I, I, you, you've done it as well. How many times have you gone? You said. Have you um, gone? Twice? I've gone to yeah, three different uh, SIV. Three different ones. Yeah. So as you know, it's absolutely incredible. I love it. So um, for people that don't know you, give us a little bit of background of who you are and uh, how you got into paramotoring. Oh my gosh, probably just like everybody else you have on here says, you know, you, you always look at the birds, you wanna fly when you're a kid and you're young. But I was introduced to the sport, I either had, I had two choices. I could either go to Captain Kurt Fister, right? He was, he was back in, in my day, he was the one that was there. Or there was, um, uh, What's the other guy's name? Uh, Dell. Laptop guy. Dell. I don't remember his name. I don't even like saying his name. There you go. But um, yeah, so those are my two choices back in the day. Um, there wasn't YouTube. There wasn't all this stuff going on where you have so many great schools like there is today. So I was introduced to flying by Captain Kurt Fister, and uh, that's where my journey began seven years ago on, uh, on a fresh breeze uh, trike. And now I've been flying. Uh, I've been flying Air, Air Conception Tornado now for uh, about a year and a half. So. Yeah, over that seven-year period, that's where I ended up going to. And I, it's there you go. Um, yeah. So I guess the big question is, you went to the SIV class and you had a yeah. good time. Um, what did class, you like man. about yeah. the SIV? Yeah, what did you like about the SIV class and what are some of the cool maneuvers that you did? Oh man, you know, um, I think probably the, the best thing about the SIV, I was really nervous going down there. Um, just because I, you know, I, I can fly, but I've never, I've done some wingovers at home, some little stuff, uh, you know, big ears, things like that. but. I guess part of me thought maybe this was a little bit out of my skill set. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, but these guys really made me feel, Andrew made me feel um, safe. He talked to me and said, this is what we're going to be doing. And, and, and uh, if I had any questions, I never felt like I was being stupid to ask a question, you know, even if, even if it was something simple. So um, I loved it all. I loved the toes. I thought I would be scared to death of the toes, right? This first toe I've ever done in my life was behind that boat. The first time I went up and um, I, I guess it's, I've never been without a motor on my back either. So I love the experience and the quiet. I don't know how to explain that. Once you got up, we went up to 4,000 feet on each toe. And uh, once you disconnected and that wind stopped flowing, I think that is the most peaceful, beautiful scenery I've ever seen, right? It's just, you almost didn't, I, I hate to say it this way, but you almost didn't want him to come on. You just wanted to enjoy it for a minute. But as soon as he started talking, you got serious, it was time to do your thing. So yeah, I mean, we did funnel collapses. We did um, one that was called the horseshoe. 
to where you pull it and it comes in front of you. So the first day we did very simple things like that. Um, but for me, it wasn't simple. It was the first time I've ever had a full collapse or, a, or pulled those A-lines all at the same time. So the heart's just a pumping, but it's, it's completely safe. And I think that was the one thing that I got out of this was how much that wing can take and still keep you in the air. And they started us out on day one with those simple maneuvers and then it progressed to day two and day three. But I think that first day, it was really important to get to know Andrew a bit and to see what that wing could do. It was just a, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. That is so awesome. Uh, Never trust the skinny chef Shane and our JP tool are going to be keeping an eye on the chat. Um, any questions in the chat? And do we have uh, Kent Stamey? has donated $20 in the uh, chat before the show. So a shout out to Kent. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Um, any uh, questions in the chat, guys? We do have one from Bill H. Question for Scary oh, Barry. What is your funniest video? Oh, my gosh. My funniest? I, I suppose yeah. I laugh at myself all the time. I, I would think I like the one where I was making a beef pot pie, right? I think that it, it I thought it was going to go bigger than it did, but it really didn't. I dressed up, had a, I had fake, fake movies on, you know, I had a wig. <laughs> actually, the wig. Let me tell you a story about the wig. I had seen the video, yeah. Right? I was looking for a wig, and I'm telling you, it was right when this, uh, the whole COVID thing started. So I was, we were quarantined at home. I was going nuts, right? So yeah. I thought, well, I'm going to make a video, and I just want to play around a little bit. I didn't even know that I was ever going to post the video. But I couldn't find a wig, right? And it, that, I needed the wig to complete it. I had a couple of my wife's stuff and shirts, shirt stuffed in, so I looked like that. That wig you'll see on there is actually a mop. You know, <laughs> that's all I have was mop. So once I put it on, but I think that one to me is the one I still laugh at the most. Maybe when I watch it, but I think it was only funny to me. I just had a good time making it. And I was so bored, and I made a pot pie, right? Dressed as a woman. That's probably my favorite, though. Um, you, we also got another one. Uh, what wing and motor does he fly? Uh, right now I have a, uh, I have a Sirocco 26 meter, which I love that wing. That is, I was a little scared of it at first because it is, it is a smaller wing than I was used to up until then I always flew 30 meters. So I also have, uh, the flying mattress, you know, the power Atlas, which is a 30 meter. And then I have uh, roaster two, which is a 30 meter. So those are the three wings that I own right now. Awesome. JP or uh, Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane, if you could do a quick shout out of the people that are in the chat real quick. JP, go. All right. Uh, we've got Jim CR120, Josh Perry, Mark H, Bill H, Mark McElroy, uh, Paralife BBG. Uh, Kevin can fly. Well, he's on the panel. He doesn't count. Um, we've got an awesome turnout, guys. 37 watching right now. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, 12 thumbs up so far. If you guys don't mind, uh, smash that thumbs up button. It really goes a long way for us. Uh, we got Fly Baby Fly PPG, Danny McCombs, uh, PPG Shane, uh, the Parachick, uh, Skinny Chef Shane, of course. Jeremy's in the chat. Eric Lear, getting to the top here. Uh, mainly Paramotors. Tyler Vowles, Dave uh, Aller, a lot of the, the usual suspects. It's great to see the same guys every uh, every week. We love having you guys back. John Wayne, of course, is always in there. Plainfield PPG. Um, man, we th this chat just keeps on going. Thank, thank you guys so much for, 
for coming and uh, spending your Monday nights with us. We really appreciate it. Hey, uh, fly, uh, fly baby fly just had a baby. Well, not technically he passed the kidney stone ah. and, uh, <laughs> I hope he's, uh, he's doing a lot better. He, uh, he sent me pictures. Thank God it was after he passed. It. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Share those pictures. No <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't me. Good Lord. Um, we we um, we also got uh, uh, Mark um, from Paralife PPG just donated five dollars. Thank you very much, sir. If you haven't seen his stuff, go over to paralifeppg.com. He sells a bunch of stuff. Look at our big panel here, guys. We got a lot of people here, and a lot of people uh, on here you may or may not know. Um, Aaron, he uh, is going to be giving away something, but he also did a, a SIV course. Um, Brooke is here. Um, you've seen him on a past show and he's done an SIV course and Nevada down there. Uh, he's also done an SIV course and we're going to be talking to them later on today, but, uh, Bart, yeah. so, um, what was your favorite, uh, maneuver when you went to the SIV course? Without a doubt, was, I absolutely love doing sacks. So I was doing some, what I thought were spirals. Uh, before I went to the course, but they were nowhere near spirals. Um, so spirals have so many G-forces, you almost get lost in the experience. I don't know if that makes sense. It, you, you got somebody's pulling so hard, that wind is whipping by you so quick. The, the world's just spinning, right? It's just going and going. You almost get lost. But when you get into a sat, the Gs slow down, you don't have as much pressure, the air slows down, and you can actually enjoy that ride for a minute. Um, a sat is just, that's my absolute favorite. And, and I can't wait to do it here at home. I'm going to try it here at home. That's that's something I want to really get good at. I love a sack. And you, of course, have a reserve with you when you fly? I do. Yeah, I always fly with a reserve. Um, now, on the cart, um, I don't have a reserve on that, but I sure don't do anything like I would be doing on the on the air conception when I'm on the cart. Um, that's not an excuse. I know it's not. Um, I, I should probably put a reserve on the cart. But, yeah, when I do any kind of maneuvers, it'll be up high and it'll be with the reserve. Absolutely. Um, JP or Shane, any uh, questions in the chat for the Bart? Uh, as of right now, uh, we got a question from, uh, I don't know, if, let me see, uh, from Brian Waller, Barry, what was your scary Barry moment for you? Did you <laughs> toss the laundry? Well, I'm telling you what, his game was the sat. So, I had been doing sats. I, I bet I flew five different wings while I was down there. So um, I had been doing sats on uh, on their wings. And a friend of mine that went down with us, um, he let me borrow his, which is a reflex fighter. Now, this is the first time I did a sat on a reflex fighter. The other ones weren't reflex. So it's so much faster on a reflex. It, it, would, it kicked over. It took a little more pressure to hold that. Um, but when I was coming back out of that sat, I came out completely wrong. And I don't know what I did wrong for sure, but I had a full frontal. I almost went right into it. I seen the wing coming at me and that's the, that's the old crap moment. You know, now how do I get out of this one? But obviously it was all luck. So I just missed it. And then Jonathan was right back in my ear. He says, just let it fly. It's going to open back up. And it sure did. And I got to say for however long that took, I didn't hold, I didn't breathe that whole time. That was a scary moment for me, but it was definitely, it was ex exiting out of a sat. That was, uh, that's when I had a all right, Eric. Eric actually. Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Shane. 
Eric actually was asking about the SIV course, and when you're doing your wing overs, you almost gift wrapped yourself. If you were to gift wrap yourself in the air, what do you do? How do you get out of that? Oh man, I'm telling you what, and it's funny you say that. I, I that was one of my biggest fears before I went. I used to, I didn't know it was called a gift wrap. I, I called it a Hershey Kiss because I thought it would look like a Hershey Kiss wrapper, right? So when I get down there, they were talking about that very thing. That was my biggest fear. I think anything else you have a reserve you can throw. I was afraid if that happened, you're cocooned. I mean, how do you get out? How do you, how do you ever, how would you ever escape? And, and sure enough, the first person that went up while we were down there had that happen to them. Um, they came down and they, they Hershey kissed it um, or they gift wrapped it right there in front of us uh, the first time up. I witnessed it right off the bat. So they were able to get out of it. They were very shaken up. And I don't, I think a lot of that is just, uh, just prayer and hope because I don't know that there's a technique to get out of that. I really don't. If there is, I would love to hear it because it's a big fear of mine. So Jim wants to know what was the biggest eye-opening lesson for you? And then what, what lesson was the most memorable one? Oh man, the biggest eye-opening lesson was I did not, I, I couldn't understand just how, much abuse these wings can take and keep you in the air. I was one of these guys that I thought my bump tolerance was pretty good. And, um, but I had no idea, you know, when you grab the either the left or the right side or both of those A's and you pull and look up and that wing is just a ball mess fluttering. And then it just opens back up. I think I learned a lot of confidence in these wings. That would be the, that would be the lesson I took away was just, it didn't matter. I mean, obviously there's a, a limit you can do to these wings, but I didn't reach it. I mean, those things are amazing. They just want to fly. They just want to open up and go. And I think that's the, the lesson I took away. I'm not quite so afraid of that wing collapse. Um, just because I was making it happen, you just lean the other way, pull that brake, and uh, it, you can fly it that way. You don't even have to have the whole wing. And I think that was the, the, the best lesson I took away from it. I didn't realize that they were so, they, could, they just fly, they just fly. So right. shout out to our buddy, David Wolf. And then a question, he says, were you more scared during SIV or were you more scared during your initial paramotor training? You know, I knew that was coming from David. David, I knew you would bring that up, buddy. So I got to tell you, I wasn't able to be afraid under my, I'm afraid now. Um, I wasn't then because I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, I thought I was getting good training. You know, I, I had no, I had nothing else to compare it to. So I know it's a joke that you're saying right now, David, but, uh, I would, I would say I was more scared of SIV than I was with, uh, with Kurt, just because uh, with Kurt, I thought I was, that was the way to go until afterwards. Yeah. So thanks, David. I appreciate that question. Thanks for putting me on the spot, bud. <laughs> hey, another question from uh, Jim, CR120. Question Hi, from Bart. What is the best reason you would give to someone to encourage them to do an SIV? Oh, absolutely. Confidence. Um, my confidence is on a whole different level now. So I don't recommend you do an SIV your first week or two of training. I just, I mean, you need to know certain things before you go. And I'm, I'm by no means an expert at anything at all, but I, I thought I had confidence before this. I absolutely know I have confidence in my wing and some of my abilities. You, I, I think I need more SIV training. It's never going to be a bad thing. I want to do this yearly just to, just to learn more and, and practice it more and, and, and be part of the whole thing. But Definitely confidence would be what I would say why you should take an SIV course. Um, you're going to learn a lot of confidence in yourself as well as your wing and safety wise. You need to kind of know, for instance, the, when the, when the A collapsed, you pull down the A, 
um, it, it almost needs to be instinctive to lean the opposite way of that collapse and pull that opposite brake. And I think that's some stuff that you can learn that maybe you don't know until it happens or how it feels. How far do you need to learn? How much brake you need to pull? You can literally have that wing collapse half of it and, and stay in the air and fly where you want to go. You don't need that other half of the wing. I hope that answered uh, your question. Another question from Jim, CR120. Um, now that you've gained confidence in your gear, are you thinking of getting another wing? Oh, absolutely. I'm always on the hunt for a new wing. I'm actually thinking maybe even a whole new setup. I would like to do, um, I'd like to get something a little sportier trike-wise than what I have. What I have the Fresh Breeze is, is pretty heavy. Um, I, I would only feel comfortable flying those 30 meters with that, with the Fresh Breeze. Um, I would like to have kind of a, a setup where I can have foot launch and trike available. If it's a zero wind day, I would love to be able to, to pop on the wheels and take off. So yeah, I'm always looking for a new wing. The, the 26 meter that I fly, the weight's going to be the issue. So I have a, I have a wing now that Sirocco is pretty sporty. It does a lot of fun stuff. I can't go much smaller than that because of my weight. So I need to lose some more weight to be up there safely. I'm pretty heavily loaded on that wing. But yeah, I'm always looking. I'd love to try some different wings out. Yep, absolutely. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, on paratalk.org or your favorite podcast uh, player that is just audio. We are currently watching Bart do some sats and some spirals, and it looks really scary, Barry. But <laughs> um, if you want to, make sure, make sure you go over to clearproptv.com so you can actually see what's going on when you get the chance. Any other questions? I, I have, yeah. actually have a question for Barry. Um, when it comes to you doing uh, spiral downs, Andrew has five levels to that. Level Absolutely. one, two, three, four, five. Did uh -huh. you actually get into uh, five and hold it, or did you I do did. like it I was very, It was very intense. I got to what I think is five. When he said five, I gave it that final pull. But to me, looking at the wing, it almost felt like it was going to go lockdown spiral. I mean, I didn't have much. The horizon was right there. So I got to admit, I was a little worried, but... I really trusted Andrew. I think he knew what he was saying and when to do things. And um, yeah, I put it in, I put it in gear five. Um, it was intense. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of G forces and I'm not sure that my gear five is the same as here, his gear five. Maybe I was only going a half an inch. Maybe he wanted me to go an inch, but I feel like I reached that gear five. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will tell that you gear, that was moving down pretty bit a lot there. I will tell you, I made it to gear four in about, three quarters of a rotation mm -hmm. and he told me to go into five and I was like nope not gonna happen <laughs> oh, you got there yeah and you got there fast see I, I wasn't nearly that aggressive I, it took me several revolutions before I was at gear five you sound like no. you got there on one turn that's that's pretty aggressive well he starts you out at he goes from gear one to gear three and then he has you go back to nothing and then go into gear two to four and right. then I, he told me to go from nothing to three. And wow. then I was in three and then he's like, all right, now go five. And I was like, uh, so I, <laughs> I just started pulling a little bit and I got into four and I was just like, oh, there's no way I'm going to make it to five. What and made you I, think that? Because I, of the, because of the G forces or was it yeah. because you were afraid to have that lockdown no, spiral? Just, just the uh, G forces. I mean, I was. G forces were intense. I got, yeah. when I landed, I only did one run 
that I was actually able to do some good, good uh, spiral downs. And when I landed, I didn't feel right. Like I could feel. So Jim wants to know what was the hardest maneuver for you, and what do you want to learn next? Mm. I would he say also probably, pointed out the Navy taught him to be an interrogator, so he's full of good questions. <laughs> right, good. Yeah, I'm happy to answer anything I can. Um, I don't know. I think next, I would like to start, I, I really want to perfect that sat. That is what's important to me. That was my fun thing. But I would like to, we did some full collapses, or I'm sorry, full stalls. That to me, I would like to touch on a little bit more. And we also used some techniques for... Um, which I didn't put on my video because they're kind of they were they were kind of boring and we did them quite a bit, but it was a descent technique where you're porpoising that glider. So you really pull into a stall and then you let it fly and you almost the, do a the whip stalls. Kind of, I'm sorry? The whip stalls. Yeah, I think that's what they were called. But I love that for a descent technique. I would love to to get some more of that under my belt. Um I think I need more of everything, to be honest with you. That's why I want to go back again. I think I think it, it, it was fun to do it, but I don't know that I'm ready to do some of these maneuvers without those people in my ear. You know, and that, that really was a safety safety net for me, because if I wasn't doing it right, I had somebody to say, hey, man, you're you're an idiot. You're messing it up. But at home, I won't have that. So I would love to do it again and practice the same things I've been doing just to get just to get good at them before I go on to anything else. See, for me, the, the safety net isn't necessarily the radio or the instructor. The safety net is knowing that there's somebody in a boat ready to <laughs> come to my aid. So if yeah. the inevitable happens, <clears throat> I don't have to stress on how long it will take for someone to find me. Right. When you go, you know, paraglide or paramotor on your own, right. and then you decide to try some of these maneuvers, you may end up hanging from a tree for a day or three before someone you locates could. your corpse. So sometimes, sometimes those SIV maneuvers are, are intended for the education, but best left in the SIV course. I would agree. I would agree because it also has to do with your wing. Um, some of those wings we were using in the course, absolutely, I wouldn't do some of those maneuvers on my reflex fighter. They're just, it's not safe. It's not a, it's not a good idea to do. So there is some of those maneuvers you really just need to kind of leave there. You're right. You're right. Do you do sats and things like that right now, Kevin? Not normally. That's no. not my my kind of flying that I really enjoy is is down low and mm -hmm. proximity flying. I like getting really close to stuff. I like getting around tractors and the the we yeah. have a lot of farms, so there's a lot of irrigation equipment. I like to just get that Love nice that. Yeah. down feel. Uh, occasionally, I really do enjoy like we were talking before the show. I like to go up and and do what I call an acro run, which is really nothing more than a couple of wing overs and a barrel roll or two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, for me, today was one of those days where I shouldn't have been doing it. The air wasn't very good. It was pretty bumpy. And I decided to go into a barrel roll anyway. And halfway through the barrel roll, when I was upside down, I lost half my wing because I wasn't holding outside pressure. Yeah, that'll do it. And because of, and it was this wing here behind me in the background, 18 meters. And, you know, because of like we all learned in SIV, it, it wants to fly. It, as soon as it found pressure, boom, it bangs back open and right you're back, back flying and you go, wow, I, <laughs> I, I really probably should have held some outside pressure on that. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and you re then you remember that's that's where the, you correlate back to that radio on your shoulder when you had Andrew yeah. or had someone there saying, 
hold outside pressure, hold outside pressure, hold outside pressure, now switch. And it's like they, they're yeah. there with that timing to help you. And all of a sudden, yeah. when that switch happens and you click that time, the wing just, whoo, it snaps over. And you're like, whoa, I didn't realize the wing could react this fast. Then the videos all start to make sense when you're like, no wonder yeah. these guys can do this stuff. You're like, oh, I get it now. We got a uh, we got uh, Tyler in the chat just sent us five dollars. Uh, we appreciate you. Remember, if you send us anything in the chat, that goes to all of our prizes and uh, mailing to the people that win the prizes. Which reminds me, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be spinning. So make sure that you say hi in the chat, especially to JP Tula because he's the one that's gonna be putting you uh, in the spinning wheel. Bart Berry, my goodness. Um, you, you've told us so many interesting things. Somebody said on the chat, I don't remember who it was. I just saw it a second ago. Um, wait a minute. Never trust Jeremy, skinny chain. Did you Jeremy's see asked, Jeremy's asked a question for Bart. Um, uh, what was your wing progression like and why did you pick each wing? Well, my first wing was the, was the power Atlas and it was, it was picked for me by Kurt. Um, I was flying the, the fresh breeze and he said this is what i needed so i had no choice with that one that one is a very stable um boring wing i'm going to say i guess um when i fly that now when you when you pull you don't really tilt it much it more of a flat turn uh nice and slow i can see why it would be considered a a, a good place for him to put me um it was a very safe wing. the, the um, power I, mattress <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's not a fun wing to fly, but give it credit where it's due. It's old, but it is, it, it does seem to be very stable. I, I, I feel safe under that wing. You um, know, if there was a way to put 12 inch Dayton's on a wing, I think that would be the one. Yeah. You just lower it down, throw some Dayton's <laughs> on it. That would be the low rider of wings. It's just it slow and floating and you just don't really expect nothing but a nice chill laid yeah. back ride. Yeah. It, it is a it is an experience though because you, you know I fly the I fly the roadster more than any of them probably, and the roadster when you want to go over here you you pull it and it'll go over there you have to adjust when you have the power atlas out absolutely because if I want to go over there I got to start pulling back there somewhere or else just I'm not going to end up where I want without doing a big turn so um, yeah then I pro I progress to the to the thirty meter um, roadster um, a friend of mine Craig Couch had brought it down. And I was just learning foot launch back then. And I was having a really, really hard time getting that power Atlas up. It is just such a heavy. Now, when you have the trike, it does all the work for you. You just got to guide that thing. But on foot launch, I was having a really hard time getting that power Atlas up. So he brought me the roadster down. And next thing you knew, I was up in the air. And so I bought it off of him. So I, I think it was one of those, well, this one's working. You know, I, hell, it could have been my fault. I couldn't just not have the skill, right? So it had to be the wing. Um, so when he let me fly that wing and it got me off the ground, I absolutely wanted to buy it because I knew I could launch it. Um, a little bit later on, several months later, I did take the Power Atlas foot launch. So, I mean, it was possible. I just had no skill. That's the problem. I wasn't any good at what I was doing. So, and then I wanted something sportier. And uh, another friend of mine, Drew Wired, he, he let me borrow a, a couple other wings and so I could get the feel for it. And I come to find out the 28 meter just wasn't a, enough of a change from the 30, to be honest with you. I didn't feel like it wasn't what I was looking for. I needed uh, something a little more sporty, something I could, I could, I could play with. I wanted to scare me a little bit, right? So I flew the 26. Uh, amazing, fell in love with it. 
So that, that was my progression. And now uh, I'm ready for a uh, 18 free ride. That's my next one. And, and what is your, what is, what is your standard wake up in the morning, eat bacon and gravy weight? Um, I'm at 240 right now. So I would like to get down to around 230, 235. Um, when I started with Captain Kurt, I was 320 pounds. So that tells you how much is, I've dropped since then. So, but yeah, right now 240, I would say the lazy winter weight is me. Yep. Hey, we got two, two uh, super chats in the uh, chat here. We got Will Fly for five bucks and Mark H for 20 for shipping and stuff. Oh, that um, will work out great. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate that a lot. Hey, Bart, I'm, yeah. I'm in the 230 range. I'm flying a 27 meter wing, uh, the Link 2. Have you flown any of the uh, Nuviac uh, wings? I wish. No, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with Ozone. That's kind of what I've done. Um, I'm, I think, I'm trying to think what the name was, the one I flew to Parasima. I think is what I flew down at uh, at the SID. But other than that, I'm I'm very limited on different brands. Uh, I would love to try some. I just don't know. Most of my friends that fly fly the ozone wings. What do you, you think know? What's so you know Bill what's, Bill H has contributed another five dollars. Thank you very much. And John Wayne has put in nine ninety nine because what I was what I was gonna say. Awesome. What I was gonna say is what's not limited is the super chats tonight. Because <laughs> they're flowing quite well tonight. Bill H, uh, he said, uh, just because Scary Barry is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Who said that? Bill H sent Thank five you, bucks. Thank you, Bill. You're awesome back, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And John you know, Wayne was... sent us a, a sticker, so that's really awesome. Thank you. Uh, PPG Pirate. I was talking to Kevin earlier about. Uh... Please uh, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. Um, no big deal. Uh, PPG Pirate uh, wants to know, Bart, did you meet Leah? She uh, Was she one of the instructors? That was a, I didn't get to know Leah. So the three people that was there with me, there was Leah. And then, of course, there was Andrew. And there was a gentleman by the, by the name of Jonathan Carr. I don't know if any of you know Jonathan Carr. He yes, has, Jonathan has been there good. for a while. Yeah, he's yeah. an awesome guy. And I got, I got to be honest with you, Leah, the first day, um, I, I met her and talked to her a little bit, but she drove the boat. So she was in the water the whole day. Um, Andrew was the one up on shore with us. He was the one on the radio. After that, Leah had to leave. I don't know where she had to go. So I really didn't get a chance to know her. Um, and then Jonathan was the guy in my ear most of the time after that. And Andrew drew, drove the boat. Now on the second day, we had a lot of cloud cover. So we would get out there and Jonathan couldn't always see me. Um, so Andrew would take over from the boat because he would have a clear line of sight. I wish I could have got to know Leah better, but I really didn't have much of a chance to get to know her. She seems like an awesome person, though. She's very knowledgeable. She definitely knows what she's doing. And Mark George has contributed $20. Send Walter something. Bart Barry inspires me to SIV, he says. That's yeah, awesome. I, I recommend you. it. Please do. Please do. Go down there with an open mind, and, and I think you're going to learn a lot from it. You're going to have some moments where you're, you're going to have some old crap moments, I guarantee you, but it's, it's worth it. You take a lot so of knowledge home. So Bart, would your old crap moments be uh, with a question from uh, PPG pirate? Uh, did you have really high winds and did you get lost in the clouds? I had really high winds on day two and day three. Yes. We had to almost wait for those to calm down. Um, the guys did a really good job of going to some different locations if they were too strong. 
we had to take off reverse reverse kite and I'm not a real good reverse kiter. I, I admit, I, I, I don't like to reverse kite. I, I need to get better at it, but we had uh, mm. those two days where you needed to take off reverse. So um, I was able to do it and we got it up and gone, but um, yeah, high winds. And then what was the second question? I'm sorry. Um, did you get lost in the clouds? I did a couple of times. And um, because he would say head back towards shore and I'm all I see is a, there was a front moving in. So all you could see was it's beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful, but it was just a, a floor of, of rolling clouds that were out there. So sometimes I didn't know exactly which direction I could go in, but these guys never lost sight. They always knew where I was and they say, turn left 30 degrees or 180 degrees. You're going the wrong way, you idiot. So these guys took care of that, but there was a couple of times that I was lost. Absolutely. Yeah. So Mark commented in the chat that he's currently in the yard erecting a doghouse tent because he's using Amy's credit card to make all these donations and purchases. <laughs> you know, we were talking about, uh, Kevin, you were saying you were doing some wingovers and, and a barrel roll today. I don't know if you've seen the video, but I did. Uh, weight shift harness is so much different than the paramotor harness. You just have so much more freedom. Well, the first set of wingovers I ever, or I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they were weight shift only wingovers is what he was having me do. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, my buddy at Graham at the time, he had said, now listen, when you go up there, he says, I really want you to, to put everything you got into it. You know, give, give it all you got. So I thought, well, I'm going to give it all I got. How often do you get to do this kind of stuff? So I started pushing those those weight shift only wingovers. And I did an absolute full barrel roll out of a weight, weight shift only wingover. That was a- On what wing? It was on that SEMA, that power SEMA. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. And you know what? I didn't even know for sure that that's what I had done. You know, you kind of get a little bit disoriented over there. And then of course I come over that barrel roll and he says, okay, let's come out of that. And then he kind of laughs. And Jonathan told me, he says, buddy, that was a full, full barrel what, roll. what harness, Bert? I'm sorry? What, what harness or uh, uh, frame? Or what? Yeah, no, you know no, that was that was on the free flight harness for the yeah. SID. Yeah. So, so okay. I, I, don't, I don't know what harness they had us in, but it was yeah. I, I mean, of course, I'm a fat guy, and they had me on what was that a 24 or 23 right. meter? I don't right. even know. Tell so me, I, I'm hugely overweighted. Tell me well, that. The, the thing about the thing about being in a free flight harness is you get about five times the weight shift. Oh, that's real. Unreal. And then once you and once you get comfortable in your mind with understanding you're not gonna fall out of the thing, yeah. you really can start putting your body weight into oh, everything you do. And when you start amazing. rolling your hips up, you That's start making big drastic moves into the wing that you can't do even with a weight weight shift harness and paramotors. You just don't have it you know, because you I'm, can't I'm a... get the whole machine to roll the same as you can roll right. a free flight harness. So I yeah, I'm... I mean. When I started learning how to do stuff, that was one of the things we would do is it would it would build your timing. So when you actually have brakes in your hand and you're actually doing big wingovers or barrel rolls or, or sats or barrel roll to sat or any of that kind of stuff, you have a, a centered position with your body where you're in tune in the harness yeah. with driving the wing through the energy. And when you see guys like I did today, who don't hold that pressure, who get their timing off, that's when you see big deflations in high G maneuvers and guys get scared and they mm -hmm. either stop doing big G maneuvers 
or they don't respect what happened and then they don't learn why it happened. And so they'll go out and just push harder thinking maybe if I go harder, it'll be better. And that's why I always come back to that. It's great to learn an SIV, but sometimes SIV maneuvers are best left there. I guess we my biggest, a, my biggest fear question that, in the chat, and it's actually from uh, Amy George on the panel. Amy, go ahead and answer your questions, please. Well, I had a couple. One of them was, um, when do you recommend recommend a pilot to go to SIV when they're new or when they've you know been flying for a year or so? And then another question I had was how did um, actually going to SIV compared to what you had thought it might be? I don't know that I would recommend somebody to go right away, like I said, because there is a certain amount of they they already think you're at a certain level, right? So there's certain things they're not going to they don't want you to get up there and say pull right brake and you're what is a brake? You know, they, they don't want you at that level. Obviously, they want you to be able to to do your launches and landings and things like that. So which was another hard one for me. I've always had a motor on my back. So to do a spot landing in a, in a, without a motor, I learned I wasn't very good at that. So um, yeah, I needed, I needed a little more help with that. So I need to practice that more often, but I would say, depending on your skill level, I mean, that's where it's going to be. I think if, if you feel like you can launch that wing and you can take instruction well, and you think you have a good feel of what it's going to do, go for it. I mean, it, it, he, I don't think he's going to put you in any kind of danger. He, he, I think he assesses you First off, I mean, I think that's what the whole frontal collapse is and the asymmetrical. I think that's what that day was, is how, how good does how good does this old fat guy listen to him? Because obviously, if I'm up there and he says, pull your A's and I'm pulling the back D's, you know, he knows I don't know what I'm talking about. So I think that's why you start off slow. So I say definitely it's not going to hurt anything to have that knowledge early. Um, a year into it, if you feel comfortable, I would definitely do that. Yes, so absolutely. at my school, I recommend students do an SIV no sooner than 40 hours, but I encourage them to do it before 100 hours. That would make sense. Yeah. Because like you said, Barry, I agree with you 100%. When you want to go and teach someone to do big ears, you want them pulling on the outer A's, not the Stabila line. They when you have someone doing beeline stalls, you want them grabbing the B's, not the A's. Like, yeah. I mean, and in, in, in that 40 hours, you get accustomed to the wing being overhead. You get accustomed to the risers. You get accustomed to things. Mm -hmm. But by 100 hours, you can start to develop either fear or bad habits that then become hard to change when you do go to an SIV. So you may have taken a collapse one day. And then when you go into SIV and they want you to purposefully collapse the wing, you have a fear. And that oh, fear that makes you do yeah. things halfway instead of all the way, which can lead to more fear piling up. And then the SIV doesn't do you justice. So there's a window where you need to have enough experience to make it educational, but yeah. not so much bad habits, so to speak, where it becomes fearful. And, and that's... Where, I where I think that 40 to 100 hours is, in my opinion, the perfect window to send a student. And I tell you, Amy, I think I wasted a lot of my time. Like I said, I've been flying for seven years. That's not a huge amount compared to some people out there. But I, I'm, I, I've got a year and a half um, under under the foot launch now, and I think I wasted a lot of time worrying about: Can I turn this sharper? Is this wing going to collapse? Is the tip going to come in? I'm telling you, when the tip comes in, it's not an event. That tip can stay in all at once anymore. I don't care. It's, I think I wasted too long worrying about what that wing can and can't do. If I went to an SIV course, I'd have, I'd have felt so much more comfortable under that wing. So yeah, 
I think I think Kevin's right. Get in there uh, just over 40 hours, probably a good time. And um, my other question was, how did the SIV compare to you um, for what your had already preconceived notions were? Oh, I, my gosh, you know, the whole butterfly in the stomach thing. That's what I had going down. So the guys that were in the car with me are like, man, you're quiet for a change. You know, I was like, I didn't mean to be quiet. I wasn't upset. It was just I had that butterfly thing going on. And um, I think my expectations was I was going to be scared crapless, man. I, I was going to be like, I don't think this is for me. I think I thought that's who I was going to be. But those guys made it feel safe to me. They made it feel like we're going to be here for you. We're going to talk you through it. And that all changed. So I think my expectations was fear and being lost. And what actually happened was confidence. And uh, um, the one thing I will say a negative, and I, I have since learned that this is not just my opinion. Sometimes in those spins, sometimes in those things you get going, they have the radios here, but that wind noise is so crazy. I almost felt like they would say, okay, this is what you're gonna do. But when it came time to do that, all I heard was, <coughs> I don't know if you said don't do it or do it, right? So it becomes instinct. And I, if I had one negative thing to take away and I don't have a solution, I don't like to, to, to put problems out there without a solution, because um, then you're just complaining, right? So I don't have a solution for that, but I, I do wish that could be taken care of because I felt like the most vital moments, I didn't have what I needed to hear. <clears throat> Maybe so earpiece? I don't know. We have a lot of people in the in the panel that has done SIV classes. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and open up the uh, the questions to our panel that's done SIV or have not done, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about SIV. JP, were you going to say something? Were you wearing one of those uh, scarf things over your ears, Bart? I did. I tried a couple different ways. I tried to tried to pull it buff down this way. I tried to wrap it. I even I mean everything. I tried all kinds of stuff. I'm just I mean I'm almost 50 years old. My, my hearings must be going bad because I couldn't hear sometimes. So what? check this out. Hold on. So check this out. This is an interesting thing that has to do with the physics of how your brain works. So when you go into a high stress situation, especially something like SIV, learning to fly, the, the first thing that goes when you start to become overwhelmed in a situation is your hearing. Your hearing goes away. Then your vision starts to tunnel and you start to lose the ability to make good decisions because the stress levels overtake your ability to think. So there's been times where I've looked back at even my own training and my own videos where I had a student say, well, you weren't telling me to pull that hand or you weren't telling me. And I look and I watch the video and it's like, I'm actually audibly yelling at you to use your left hand. And then you turn around and tell me you didn't hear anything. I'm only 10 feet from you and I'm literally yelling. The, I can see that. I never felt... When you go into a high G's, like I said, your hearing goes away first and then you're going to a hyper focus. So it could very well be that there was both radios blaring at your head. Well, they were. I could hear that. Didn't hear them. I could hear the noise. I just couldn't make out what they were saying. It, it was, right. it was it sounded very garbled. But yeah, I could hear the radios. They were there. It's just mm -hmm. I couldn't tell what they were saying. But it's a lot of it is not to do with with age or with your ability to hear or, or even the wind noise. It's just the fact that your brain tunnels in on this focus because you go into a situation where you have so much stress that builds up and you do it in a way where you don't focus or consciously know you're doing it. And then once the glider is flat and level, once things are conscious, all of a sudden you're like, 
oh, Andrew, hey, what? Oh, yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> cool, let's do it yeah. again. Yeah, I, the problem was I, I also <clears throat> had that same issue on the tow. So when we were going up, he would say, go to the left of the boat or to the right of the boat. It, it was probably just me. I don't know, but it, I couldn't always hear if he said, stay to the right or stay to the left or stay where you're at. Uh, we just kind of guess. If he yelled at me again, I would say, well, I guess wrong. So um, you could very well be right. I would say, you know, that stress could cause a lot of that. But I, I think it's probably just me. My old ears, man, I can't hear nothing. <laughs> I need my hearing aids there. Conditioning factor to that where you say, hey, I'm not as young as I used to be. Exactly. That's where I'm at. All right, panel, any questions for Bart or any uh, comments? Man, I, I got a question about the G-forces and stuff. So I went into really deep spirals and I got in totally sick. I mean, I thought I was going to black out and totally lose consciousness. I was in that deep five three times, came down, immediately landed, and I was done for hours, man. I mean, that, it's, a, it's two days ago that happened to me. I still feel it right now. That's how intense that was. And I just want to know how that affected a carryover. Did, did you feel a decline in cognitive ability, at least for any time? Because I was totally wiped out. I'm still wiped out right now. I can't even read sentences without getting a headache. No, I, I, I've got to say, I didn't, I didn't have that kind of a reaction. Um, I felt a little like, uh, you know, if I'd stand up here and do some spins, you get a little dizzy in the head after I came out, but I started focusing more on my wing and less on the ground in those maneuvers. And um, I, I never had that. And usually once I came out of it, it was just kind of a, okay, I'm good to go. But maybe the G-forces are affecting you differently. I didn't have that, no. Well, there, there is, in fact, what we call G-tolerance. And it's kind of like drinking. On the first night, it's only a little bit or it's too much and you overdid it, right? But on the second night, it's a little bit more and so on and so on until you're the kind of guy that can grab a bottle and just drink a bottle straight up and party. That's the same principle with doing G-tolerance. So on the first couple of flights, if you overdo it, it'll make you feel sick. It'll load up on your body and make you feel a little weird. And it affects more people differently than others. But after you get comfortable with the G's and you build up and build up, you can get to a point where a full nose down spiral is almost fun. You load in and you're just like, I love the G's, man. Ever. That will never be fun to me. Not ever. Oh, I absolutely love them. I love the G-forces. I like the way it, it made took me, me a long time. I did not like it at first. I went into my first locked in, like actual truly locked in spiral, and it scared me. Like I went down, I landed, I went and drank a beer. I talked to guys about all the different ways and things <coughs> and went and flew another day. It's not, I mean, this this is one of those things where we always have the, the phrase that says takeoffs are optional, but landings are mandatory. You, there's, you know, if you're not feeling it that day, or if you've done something that makes you feel uncomfortable, sometimes it's best to take a step back and reflect agree. on that and, and, and say, why am I afraid? What is it that scares me? What makes me uncomfortable about it? And then maybe start with small wingovers and build back well, up. My instructor, Leah, told me the reason I should be scared of them is because they'll kill you and you shouldn't do them. 
Well, I mean, Leah but, does have a point, but I mean, that's kind of a little bit exaggerated. I don't know, man. You I just said you got locked out. I got, I was locked out to the point and I was losing consciousness in it and it's fucked me up for a couple of days. And her point, I think, was to illustrate to me because I told her that I do spirals for fun at home and I maybe get to that three mark and yeah. she put that five mark. And I really think her intent was to show me I shouldn't be playing around with such forces because it was the most intense. And again, I had done lots of the other maneuvers, full collapses, full stalls, no problems. But that spiral, there was something intrinsically different about it that put put me in a place that I don't ever want to be again, not because of fear, because of sheer close to losing consciousness. Well, so what she's doing for you, you have to understand she's doing you a service in that, in the regard that you now understand what a level five feels like. Correct. So, yeah. when, you're, so when you're at home and, you're, and you do what we'll call spirals for fun and you're doing them at a level three, you're safe because you know what a five feels like. You know and what's know going what like. too far. So you know how to stop yourself from getting to a point where you're unsafe and uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I just, it does, but I... I don't think you can really prepare anyone for that feeling because no one knows what an individual's G tolerance is. Correct. And to send somebody everybody's into different. that. You're absolutely right. Everybody's different. And I, I want to really stress, I mean, I've been in this SIV course for the last three days with some of my best friends. There's been some huge emotional ups and downs. I don't think it's for everybody. I think everybody could gain from it, but I think People really need to be very careful about their decision-making of why they're there, what they're there for, and, and what they're there to get out of it. Because what I got out of it was that safety should be the most primary focus of my flights and that I should focus on being the safest pilot instead of trying to get the faster wing or the most um, dynamic wing. Maybe I should focus on making my moves better and, and more complete with a slow wing first. And I just learned so much from this course that it totally changed my approach. It totally gave me a new confidence in my wing, but it's told me that you need to focus on being a pilot and not focus on trying to move up on wings and move up on gear, but to focus on the fundamentals of flight because there's some really intrinsic danger up there in this SIV made that apparent to not only me, but all the guys in my group, a lot of us went in the drink. We had guys throwing reserves in spirals that had to get out of emergency maneuvers. And we had some tough stuff go on in our class. And I just want to paint the reality that it's not all funny games up there. There's some intense shit going down. And um, I don't know, I'm still processing all the information. I'm sure um, some of the other guests will have a lot to say about it. But Nevada here, he threw a reserve on a spiral that was initiated from a cravat from a, a beast all gone bad. And uh, I'd love to hear from him, but um, that was my little experience for the last few days. And I just kind of wanted to share that. Any other questions in the uh, chat or in the uh, panel? Hey, Pirate, you going to do any more spirals? I'll do them to a level three. That's about it. <laughs> No, I, I, any I other, think that, that questions or chats. Any other questions? Okay. 
I basically want to go because I want to learn about how safe my wing is instead of having to worry about things all the time. I want to learn about the collapses and the crevasses and things like that. If and when I need to throw my reserve, how do I need to do that? Those are the things I want to learn. You know, I don't mind doing maybe some wing overs and maybe a barrel roll, but I have no desire to do high G maneuvers at all, period. And I think that's the point. I think that's what's important is I was wanting to do wing overs and spirals and I wasn't sure of my confidence level or that I had enough knowledge to do so. I would say if you're not wanting to do spirals, wing overs, anything like that, don't do that. Just go down and learn about your wing, how much, how much it can take before it collapses or what is a, what is, what is the, how, when it comes in, it still flies. I mean, that's the stuff that can happen in everyday flight. If you get, I don't know, you get a thermal, one pops off, you didn't know it was going to be there and it collapses the right side of your wing. You need to know how that, how to react to that. And you can absolutely only do that. I, I would recommend if you're not interested in doing a, a, a high G maneuver, absolutely don't do that, but you can still take away a lot from the, my day one, let's say, yeah, where I just did the simple stuff. Yeah. The first, um, the first SIV I did, one of the guys just wanted to go one day and they just wanted to learn big ears. You don't need to go to SIV and, nope. and, and do, you know, high G maneuvers. Nope. You can learn whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the third day there, um, it was request day pretty much. He's like, what do you want to work on? And it wasn't, um, any of those real high spiral G's or anything like that. I wanted to work on that porpoising. I wanted to, to do energy, energy management, work on my spot landings a little bit. It was just an easy day and I was wore out. I'm telling you by day three, I didn't have a whole lot of energy left in this old fat guy. There wasn't a lot left. I, it was pretty intense. So yeah, I, I would just pick and choose what you want to do. Andrew will help you with that. I'm sure whatever you want to do. So you said that was on day three, it was request day. So what was day one and day two? Well, day one, day one was almost all just those collapses. It was just, you, you do an asymmetrical, you do a full frontal. Um, we did the horseshoe where you just grab those, those two most inner A's, put them together and you pull that center of the wing down. Um, it was all kind of like what your wing would do. Let's say you did take a, an asymmetrical right side collapse. This is how it would feel and this is how you should react. So when that wing came in, I leaned left and pulled left brake. And we did that so many times that it got to be almost, um, second nature and that's that's all day one was day two we started doing a little bit deeper spirals things like that and it was all on my request he's like what do you want to do next and i said i would love to learn the spiral i want to learn this i want to do that the, the barrel roll was not a request that was an accident so that was on my part with the with the weight shift but everything i did was i asked for i will admit because i feel i was ready for that and i was going to do it with or without help so yeah day one would be a good day to do for people who just want to learn their wing. Where'd you go? <laughs> I, I, I ran her off. So I, I think that I was saying a little bit ago, I think people have a little bit of a misconception about how SIV operates as a, as a standard, because it really embraces the theory of safety third, not safety first. And I say that because by the time you get to the SIV and you've had those 40 to 100 hours, you are executing your basic skills at 100% capacity, which is what it has to be because you're connected to a boat or a tow of some kind. And when things don't work out, sometimes you wind up smashing into the water or the ground from 50 feet. So when you put safety first, sometimes a lot of that fear creeps in 
of all the stuff that's going on. But when you put your focus, your thought, and then safety, your focus and your thought will overwhelm the safety factor so you have a better execution. When you're focused on fear and safety, that can sometimes get in the way of your execution in a mental state. And so with SIV, you are executing these maneuvers in such a way to elaborate on that basic sense. I think a lot of people look at SIV and they go, well, I'm gonna use SIV to learn a barrel roll or learn a sat or learn some maneuvers. But the reality is, is SIV is not ever intended to be that. That's supposed to be an advanced maneuvers course. SIV is supposed to be so you learn how to deflate your wing and then deal with deflations. So when people get a misunderstanding about, oh, when I go, are they gonna make me do wing overs? Or are they gonna make me do a barrel roll? They need to understand you only will go as far as needed because you're the pilot. Even with Andrew or whoever standing on the ground in the radio, if you don't want to go to a five down spiral, you're the one pulling the brake. You just don't pull anymore and you say, no, I'm uncomfortable, I'm not doing it. So if all you want is deflations and, and to learn how your wing reacts with an asymmetric or a frontal, you can learn that and leave it at that. And I don't recommend going as far as a sat or a barrel roll unless you have enough time to make that education worth it. Because if you're a 40 hour guy and you think that SIV is to go learn how to sat, your progression needs to be taken into question and someone should have a real talk with you about how long you plan on being in this sport. We're just spinning the wheel while we're talking. So uh, any other questions in the uh, chat or in our um, panel? So I think that uh, that uh, Pirate mentioned Nevada had to throw his laundry. You want to share that with us? Ah, good one. Yeah, I can talk about that. Can you hear me all right? Sure. Um, yeah, it was uh, – the day was going good. Um I got up to the top and uh, fighter three and uh, pulled a beeline stall and wing got a little out of shape overhead and then the right side cravatted and I went into a viral and um, I worked as hard as I could to get it out. Thankfully, the radios were there. Um, I was hard on left brake, weight shift left, did everything I could thought I could um and then at at the point where I heard reserve I reached back and tossed it um, glad it was there uh, glad you're okay Nevada yeah I mean it was uh it was a great experience that was definitely a fear that I've had of you know like if 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 the shit hits the fan you know where is it and what's what's going to go down and I've got that one under my belt. I mean, it, it, it should, it'll probably be completely different if it happens again. Um, but at least I've, I, I, what I took away from it was, you know, okay, this is how I handled it. And after that, I had a lot of questions as to like, oh, okay, what if the reserve was on my opposite side? Or, um, you know, how would I deal with this, that, or the other thing? And honestly, I, there was no time to be afraid. I. I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind. Um, it was uh, just so much work at the moment, trying to 
get things straightened out and then um hey no please just hold on a second um once you know i was working really hard and i really wasn't even um tuned in to the ground and how high it was so it was really nice to have that reserve call in my ear to say hey you know now's the time and uh luckily it deployed and uh i went swimming do you, yeah, do, you know how, do you know how far up you were when you deployed brooke do you know um i i might have been I don't know if I was a thousand feet. Um, Six hundred feet, if that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were all there watching you. Yeah, we watched you come down, and the whole place just got quiet, and it was just like, oh, oh, and then he just tried to coach you through it. And it just started going down and down and down. And we were all tense. Andrew Fuller was calm as a cucumber, man. This dude was just so chill. He was talking to you so calm. And it just got too close. And he's like, yeah, yeah, throw it. Reserve, 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 reserve. And you tossed it, and it went like it was supposed to. The speedboats took off. But, man, you were low, and you took a lot of fall, bro. A lot. That was the spookiest thing in the world, the reserve, 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 yeah. reserve. Not getting any louder, not getting any more excited. It was just reserve, reserve, reserve. Yeah, he was reserve. calm the whole time. But, man, it was going down. Like, the shit was going down bad, I thought. And it, it was just, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the whole <laughs> tip was pulled in. And you could tell you were in the hurt. And with the whole the whole peninsula was pulling for you. The uh, one thing I learned that I didn't realize before that was once I landed in the lake, what a headache it was to get out of the harness. And what, you know, luckily I don't usually panic in water. Um, and yet, you know, Leah was there with the boat. She's like, don't kick your feet, just hang out. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But if you were there by yourself, I, you, you'd have struggled to get out of that harness. And I, you know, there again, you throw a motor on your back. What and where is the flotation mounted? You know, there's a, there was, once again, a lot of questions followed, a lot of stuff learned, very beneficial. Um, you know, and just so much to process. Unfortunately, I would have liked to gotten even further in the training, but, and, and I mean, we got through a lot of stalls, full stalls, um, and didn't get into, I, I mean, I am in that, I'm over 40 hours, but I'm definitely less than a hundred hours. So I didn't get too involved with, uh, sats and barrel rolls and stuff like that, but it definitely changed my world, um, in terms of. <laughs> so Parachick has a question and she says, Brian said it looked like you were close to land. Do you know how close you were and how sore you were? And how uh, sore were you, excuse me? I was so focused on the wing and trying to get it opened up. My peripheral wasn't totally there in terms of, you know, the ground approaching because he was still coaching me. Um, 
perhaps if no one was there, I'd, I'd have been looking at, I'd have been checking the ground. So I was so dialed into the wing and just trying to work out of it that I was not that aware of the ground. And, um, it was nice to have that reserve call as for being sore. I wasn't sore at all. Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. So you make a really good point about the water, though. So hey, a lot of people think that having power floats or a PPG smoke float or something like that is going to be something that allows them to go play in, on, or around the water with basically careless ease because my motor has floats, right? And I think you understated it without trying to, but how difficult it is once you go into the water with the lines and your gear and your jacket and your everything going on, how hard it is to get all of everything unclipped and get out without having a panic, even with a boat and help next to you. Yeah, if, if I, um, when I end up coming back for another course, which I definitely will probably be an annual thing, uh, just because of time, I don't know that I could get down here twice a year. I live in Pennsylvania, but uh, sure. when I'm up in the drink again, I'm going to ask them like, Hey, just give me two minutes. Let me see if I can get myself out of this um, and see what happens. Because yeah, if you're flying alone, which I don't normally do, um, and I probably would not do over water, especially now, uh, but knowing Knowing what I know now, yeah, flotation is definitely going to change on my setup, on my body personally, and um, hmm. it's definitely something to take into consideration. Now, Leah actually brought up a good point. She's like, the gift, are you gift, the float, the motor float, um, you know, and where you mount those reserves, sometimes you might want to mount or reserves you might want to mount the uh, flotation on one side so it actually kind of flips you up or keeps you one direction instead of face down that's kind of the worst um, if you're going to hit the water don't flare in the event that it was a motor out or an issue like that uh, reserve is a reserve you're not going to do much there but if it was if you're coming into the water just go hands up let that wing fly right on past you and hit the water with lines straight um, instead of what kind of happened to Scott, we had an issue with a toe and Scott can tell you, you know, he went in, you know, he was three feet off the water and he's trying to trying to get some flare going and he flared the wing just landed on top of them and it was wet and they are ridiculously heavy. So, Hey, that reminds me, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen it both ways, but I've seen where some, some guys train, like if you know you're going to hit the water that you can start unbuckling from your harness before you hit the water, you know, you don't want to do all of it, but I've heard that some of it, you might want to start unbuckling like your chest strap. I don't know. I've been, I've seen both ways. What's, what's the deal, Kevin? I see you shaking your head. No, you're muted. trying to rip lip read maybe i can get it for you here let's try <laughs> you're muted i haven't got anything from him i think he said you should unbuckle and jump out is that what he said <laughs> hey real quick uh, 100 we're feet off. real quick we're yeah, there you go. he said he was trying to lip read <laughs>
Hey, everybody smile real quick, okay? I have my, I got my nephews over, so I'm trying okay. to stay muted so I don't have too much background Three, noise. two, one, everybody smile. <laughs> so what I was saying is you don't have time. You Unless you're at like 5,000 feet and guys. the motor goes out over the ocean, you don't have time. So most of the time you're going to end up in the water, you're going to be foot dragging, or you're going to be close enough that you can't make the beach. And if that's the case, that means you don't have time. You're, you're going to be the pilot. You're not going to be unclipping stuff. I've personally been on scene when a friend of mine got blown over the back at one of our flying sites here in Oregon. And the GoPro video, from what I saw personally standing there watching him, tells two different tales. In the harness, he took a collapse, got buckarooed, and was a full-on passenger due to the turbulence. There was no way. He was unbuckling anything in that instance, not to mention he was below a thousand feet. He did make it to the rocks right at literally the high tide or the low tide mark and his wing and gear wound up in the water, but he wound up on the rocks. So it was literally like a guardian angel got him to the rock because the Oregon coast is not forgiving when it comes to the way that waves break on the beach. It's not sand. It's not nice. It's not Florida. So you just simply don't have time when you hit the water and you go in the, the problem, especially with a paramotor is the gas tanks are mounted on the bottom on almost every frame with the exception of the Evo. And what happens is gas is lighter than water. The gas tank is a big air bubble. It rotates the paramotor upside down. And then when you think about how your sinuses work, anytime you go upside down, you lose positive pressure and water flows in through your sinus. So then you panic. So i.e. it becomes a very bad situation really, really quickly, even with flotation. So the, the moral of the story or the grand takeaway is anytime you fly over water, it's a risk. I mean, like Dave Wolf, for example, he was very lucky. He was in three feet of water. He was able to walk out of the side and it wasn't like a bad place. Some of the places we have here in Oregon, it's trees on both sides. There's no beach. There's no out. So if you went in the water, even with floats, there's no way to get out of the river. You're stuck. So the fear of water is, I mean, it's, it's not like I want to say I'm a gremlin. Don't get me wet because I'll multiply. But it's almost, in my opinion, that kind of fearful. <laughs> unless you have a boat, unless you have someone specifically wading in the water with a jet ski or something you really should do the best you can to avoid it. I mean, that's my opinion. It's not a risk. This sport is all about risk and reward. And water and drowning and losing your gear, like best case scenario, you, you have a flooded motor, right? And you dry your wing out. Middle case scenario, you lose all your gear. Worst case scenario, you lose everything, including your life. As you weigh through those measures, you have to decide for yourself how much you're willing to risk but in my opinion, I don't care power floats, life jacket, any other kind of float. I don't fly over the water. It's not a risk I'm willing to take. SIV, different story. I want to do that over water because I, if, if and in fact I'm going to have to go in, I'd much rather have the little bit of forgiveness that water provides versus the trees or the hard ground. Um, Beginner, you've been sitting quietly all day. You did a SIV class. Anything that you want to say today?
So I kind of dozed off there. Did you, did, you, did you say my name? I think he might be froze. Yeah, yeah, his uh, internet's in and out. I think he was talking to you, Aaron. Oh, yeah, I did the SIV back in October. And uh, a lot of my experience was the same as Bart's. You know, I'm, I was probably about 60 hours at the time. And uh, getting to the point where I was starting to do some things I knew could get me in trouble because I didn't know how to get out if something happened. So watched some videos on SIB, listened to some people and decided I need to, I need to do that before I get in trouble. So and I think that's the key. And that's, I think if you're going to do it, you need to do it supervised to begin with, because you already have the mindset of, I think I can get this wing over just a little bit bigger, but you're doing it on your own and you don't know what's going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen yet. So I think if you have the desire to do that, maybe that's what you should do. If you don't have the desire to do those things then absolutely no, don't do them. Yeah, I, I know myself and I'm not just going to be satisfied just putting around, you know, nice and flat and never, never getting the wingtip over the horizon. I, I knew better than that. I mean, it's just not, you know, not Aaron, the way I, I, always am, thought so. I, I always thought I would be Aaron, but I, as I, as I kept going, it, it just, I kept getting a little bit riskier and a little bit riskier. I like that adrenaline. I like to, I like to push the edge a little bit. It makes me feel like I, I like to keep learning or else it gets kind of stale. So um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it just—I—I I think it was yeah, the one thing. To do SIV. The one thing I took away from it that's kind of opposite of what they, what a lot of people say is, you know, they—I did gain a lot more respect for for the wing and how it flies and the things you could get it into and it will come out mm -hmm. and the ability to you know fly half collapse and all that stuff. But I came away with a little more hesitancy to to start getting in deep on some stuff until. I get more of the, the power management under control. That was, that's the part that I lack the experience in is I can get into a, a pretty deep wing over, but if I come out sideways, you know, then what do you do? So I'm, I'm already looking at going back. Oh yeah. I'm already looking at going back. I'm trying to get back in the next few months. Uh, you know, when I, I was on autopilot when we were going through it, you know, you got him in your ear, relying on him. I'm just doing what he tells me to do, not always understanding why I'm doing what he's telling me to do. So I think the the second time, you know, when you get to day two and you're done these these maneuvers over and over again, you start to loosen up a little bit and you're, I'm, I was more aware of, you know, my surroundings and, and what was going on. But in the beginning, it's just, you know, pull your left brake and I pull my left brake. So I didn't really fully under grasp why I was doing some of those things. Uh, but I think the second time through, uh, and you know, I'd like to continue on it too, that, uh, I think I'll, I'll be more spatially aware of what's going on. You know, it's like, uh, the say he didn't know how high he was when he threw the reserve. Well, you know, I didn't either. I, I kind of did cause mine went in, I did mine voluntarily. I didn't, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't being yelled at to, to throw it because I was in a bad situation. It was just to get the experience, but, uh, yeah, still, you kind of lose your your perspective of where you are when you're watching your wing the whole time. So, question for for anyone um, that's taken the SIV, how did you find the physical endurance? Um, your you being in shape or not in shape, how did you find the SIV course to be difficult, not difficult, very strenuous, not strenuous? I'll, I'll speak first if you guys don't mind. I, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. So 
That's not an excuse. I can work out more, but I was exhausted. By the end of day three, I don't know that I'd have wanted to do a day four. Um, my body was done. Um, I kind of tweaked my back a little bit. Again, old age sneaks up on you. And I, I felt it was starting to take away a little bit from wanting to do some of those more high deep maneuvers. Um, and, and my body just gave out. So for me, um, physically, I was not, I would like to have been in better shape. No lie. I'm, I'm 55 and I'm a glutton for punishment. So by day three, I was feeling it, especially after I got snatched on day two. Uh, I was a little sore where the, where the lines got me and the, the risers got me, but I would have kept going. We got weathered out kind of the, on day three in the afternoon, it got, it got the cloud, got, the cloud base was too low to do anything productive. And I think that's what surprised me the most was, um, and like, like I said, you know, I, I'm not in the best physical shape, but pulling those collapses takes so much effort, much more than I ever thought it would. Um, I think if you, if you get a chance to watch the video, um, one of the asymmetricals I was doing, my hand was literally shaking. I saw that. I saw that. that as hard as I could to keep it flat. Yeah. It, I mean, and that's just me being not in as good a physical shape as somebody half my age or, or that works out on a regular, but it's definitely intense. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of physical strength needed to do some of those maneuvers. I, I don't mean to sound the exact opposite, but when I did my SIV course, I, I found it to be a lot of fun. I didn't find it to be very physical, if that makes sense. But well, I also you, grew up racing just, motorcycles, so I, I, I'm used to you doing. You calling me physical. old right now? You calling me old and fat, man? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, buddy? Shoot it out! Shoot it out there! I just said my experience <laughs> is the opposite. I didn't call you any names. Do you think that? Uh, do you think I mean, that maybe stress levels made you more tired? Also, you you're the one with a groupie. I don't even have groupies, so how am I supposed to call? I don't you even name? know what that is, man. I have no idea what that is supposed to be. <laughs> How old are you, Kevin? I'm 37 on Thursday. Nice. Happy birthday, Thursday, man. Who's Thank you. Be? Who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? Oh, it's going to Australia. Nope. Tyler. We'll fly. We'll fly. Hey, can we go over some winners? I want to know who won what. Yeah, I'd like to know <laughs> what I, I know, won. Exactly. And you guys need to pay attention. We got uh, Shannon Brooks won. Uh, Mark George won, Mark McElroy won, and Will Fly has just won. Make sure you guys all contact uh, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. I want to the most expensive gift. So I've got, a, I've got a question for you guys who have all done the SIV with uh, the, the Skylab. Did you guys ever have a discussion beforehand about who was going to buy the beers when you didn't make it back to land? When I took my SIV, we, we had a nice little fun running thing that was that says basically anybody who landed in the water was buying the rounds that night as long as they weren't hurt. Interesting. It was kind of in If you were in our class, you're all we were all in. You might short it. You might wind up on a reserve, whatever the, the case may be. But if you wound up in the water, you had to buy We all went in the water because the winds were crazy. The only time that didn't count was the last flight because you threw your reserve no matter what. The very first guy, the very first 
very first. I think Brooke is on the old 4G network. I don't think he's gone to 5G yet. I think he's on that Taco Bell network. First day, hope speedboat's lost him. He was a mile away. <laughs> well, if you can't hear me, I won't talk. Sorry, guys. Now you're Good back. Day. You you were breaking up pretty bad. Hey, you the know. Big shout out. Big shout out to James Sutherland. Just made another donation. Thanks, James. Hey, Love thank it. You, thank James. you very much. Hey, if it's any consolation, Brooke, you're taking the prize away from Tommy because normally Tommy's the one that's always I, I, oh, the question. That, no, <laughs> that's true. That's I'm like in Brian phone now, bro. Five G phone, baby. Brian Waller's trailer, man. It's not, it's not my phone. Oh, it's Brian. Got that iPhone 12, baby. Five G right here, Tommy. Five G. Brian's fault. I got the iPhone. Hey, I haven't seen it hit five G yet. I think they're lying. Yeah. Hey, by the way, so I, I became the power to fly dealer for, for Oregon, and Darren pointed that out in the chat. So thank you very much. So if you guys are in the market for power to fly stuff and you're in the Pacific Northwest, I'm your man. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Y'all know who the oldest person go SIV would be? Jesus, he ascended all the way to the top, never came back. <laughs> Good He's the only one we've left up there. All the rest have come back down. Lordy, help us all. That's all I no, can say. No, seriously, who's the oldest person to go? Anyone know? Uh, I have a friend of mine. His name is David Blizzard. He is the owner of Blizzard Wines, if you want to look that up on the internet. He's 86 years old. The guy went and did an SIV last spring and is a comp flyer in free flight at 86. And to watch him fly, you wouldn't guess. You would think he's in his mid-40s or something. The guy is spry as could be. It's amazing. And he looks like Jerry Garcia. He's got a big old beard and fluffy hair. <laughs> Nicest guy you ever met. We are going to be uh, spinning the wheel again, but this time for all the people that have donated in the super chat. So we're going to give you a couple of minutes before we spin that wheel. Um, and we will we'll talk about the prizes that have been won uh, a little bit later, but we're doing such a, I mean, we're having such a good time doing this as, and, and everything's flowing so well, we're going to continue to talk to everyone that has uh, done the SIV course. Um, Bart, since you're our guest, um when did you need to leave i mean we already been talking for an hour and a half i'm good well, however long you guys want to stick around i got nothing going on tonight no you probably didn't want to say that because we usually talk for four hours anyway that's <laughs> as soon as you need to leave just let us know um anybody in the uh, chat we will anybody talk in... until skinny chef falls asleep that's <laughs> true where is he He's already panel here. It's already happened. He had to he had to, bl he had to blink out his camera for a minute. His wife's over there beating him up again. Uh oh, he's on mute too. So if he's trying to say something, I had I had to do something real quick. I had to take care of some dog issues. I didn't want uh, I didn't want to be called Linda too, and my dog's barking. <laughs> 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 is that a is that a fun way of saying you had to clean up so that lithium <laughs> no um so i just want to so i don't know how many of you guys on the panel or in the chat here that have a little trouble with uh picking up the ladies but i got a couple pickup lines oh for you God. to help you guys out 
spot and a hack. I'm just, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to help some of the fellas out. Do I, need so, to, do I need to like leave the building right now or what? Hey, Scott, no, he's talking to you, Scott. Linda, I'm looking, <laughs> Linda, I'm looking right at you, okay? I'm looking right at you when I say all of this, just so you know. Hey guys, I got to point this out. Full stop. PPG Pirate Brooke has just donated $99.99. Oh, yeah. when they drink. Nice. I love it when they drink. He actually wow. meant to donate uh, 99 cents or $9. <laughs> I know, huh? You put the decimal point in the wrong place, Brooke. Someone still filmed the effects of the G's. He he is officially the uh the person that has donated the most at one time in the super chat. You are number one. <laughs> Look at that's crazy. Next week, y'all better tune in next week. Yeah, you thanks for those prizes group. next week, bro. <laughs> hey, does anybody know that guy? Who is that? Who is you that? Keep it up. I'll do it again. I don't think you will. I dare you. <laughs> on the topic, I got, we got Scott Shamke here. I got some of that tincture in the mail. Thank oh, you for that, by the way. I still got more to send out to a few people on my list. Oh, that's a nice shirt you got on there, uh, Skinny Chef. Yeah, got it. It only today. took you what? It only took you what, like six months to get that? Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, I got it today. I put it on. I'm like, this is a really nice shirt. Thank it, you, thank you. It actually really, all jokes aside, it's a freaking comfortable shirt. Just yeah, so you know. I know, I know. We pay a lot for those freaking, freaking shirts. Shirt, yeah. The the only problem with this shirt is someone's probably gonna steal it to sleep in at night, and uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fight. Just so you know, because I am pretty i'm digging this shirt just so, so you know. we, do we need to get another shirt to you is that what yeah. you're trying to say no negative what's on the front of your sweater mark one like you have kevin well but does it say paramotor and then my time in the cloud yes yes it's exactly the same one i got it like uh uh what a year two years ago almost two years no, ago two and a half years ago yeah yeah so does that make us sweater brothers? Or that does, but I want one like the one you got on right now. That's the one I'm jealous of. Kevin, everybody has a Kevin. Everybody has a bigger beard than you. I'm just saying. Dude, I, I don't even. He can't. That's beard. all he this can is, grow. Don't tell anybody that something is bigger on somebody else. Come on now. <laughs> this is my Irish. It's my Irish. Hey, the pirate's the one that's got the beard. Dude, oh. I couldn't. I couldn't be a pirate. I'd have to be like a deck swab or something. Cause this is like all that shows up. I got the Joe Dirt thing going. It's like I don't even shave. It's just how it grows in. So did uh, I heard something about Scott getting uh, getting wet today? What 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 was up with that? When I got wet. Yeah. Did you get towed into the water? Did you? What happened? Something. Yeah, we had a bad tow. The uh, machine actually broke, and the line went slack about ten feet over the water. So all the excuses. He was trying to do a foot drag takeoff, and it just didn't go. <laughs> he actually got a yeah. pretty good foot drag takeoff. Actually, and I you'll skimmed... see it on video coming soon on the Aviator Show in just a couple of weeks. Actually, mm -hmm. I skipped butt across the water like a rock. 
Okay. If it's if it's like the aviator show, does that mean we lost at least one drone in the process of doing that? We did lose yeah, a we drone. Did. We did. We lost. A, I can't talk about it because it's free shows. <laughs> I can't talk about but you should probably tune in to see the loss of a pretty expensive drone. At hey, man. Oh no! If, 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 if you can count on it being a good aviator video when they lose another drone. It's it's par for the course for those guys. We had no boat to rescue me from the water because of a missing drone. Yeah, the boat Dude. was getting the drone when he went down. I've got five shelves of drones sitting right here next to me. If I take this this screen backdrop off, you'll see I'm sitting in like twenty five thousand dollars worth of remote control stuff right now. Must be nice to be rich. No, it's just the hobby that I lived before I was able to afford a paramotor. I have a question for the panel before we digress. Hey, anymore. Kevin, I sold all my crap so I could buy paramotor stuff. Me too. Can't hide money. <laughs> when you hey guys, how does the wheel look? How's the wheel look? You spend your entire childhood fortune collecting model airplanes. The last thing you do is pawn them off for a fraction looks of Looks fair, JP. Looks fair. These, these are the, what is this? I can barely I see it. It's blurry on my side. What? The spinning wheel. Okay, there's a problem with the wheel. There's <laughs> <laughs> a huge problem with the wheel. Oh, I got a problem with the wheel. Why? Why is Why is uh, Paris Swag USA on the wheel? And uh, I don't know. You guys know how hard this is. <laughs> Hold on. The Paris Swag's on win. the on the wheel because Paris Swag donated twenty dollars. Yes. But yes. you can't win. You're oh. on the panel. I can't be judge, jury, and executioner. I don't know. It's he, he, donated. he donated. Just be the wheel man. Don hey, <laughs> Donations. Uh, Shipping will be cheap when he wins his own prize. Yes, that's what McElroy did. I don't want to win my own prize. I want to win somebody else's stuff. Well, <laughs> I, I give you plenty like of stuff away. I've no. went broke giving stuff away. Hey, um... PPG Pirate, is your YouTube um, PPG Pirate with 52 subscribers? Well, don't call him out like that. Well, I'm just asking. <laughs> if, if Ooh, you got 52 subscribers. Is, is that hey, I his? Got 12. I got 12, guys. Hey, this ain't golf, Tommy. Over here. If he points PPG out at 52, it'll be 55 by the end of the night. At least three people will go to figure it out. I'm scared to go look at mine. There might be one or two. <laughs> okay, I have a question. I've been waiting for y'all to stop digressing. For those who went to SIVH training, what's one thing that you would say is the most important thing you took away from SIV training? I, I know what the one thing is. Um, and it'll make other people laugh, but like when in doubt, like going into a full saw, you know, like something about it. The, yeah. the, there was this breakthrough for me going into a full saw. Because ever since day one, everybody has always told, do not go heavy handed into both breaks at the same time. Do not do it. Do not do it. Do not do it. Ever. And then you've just got this guy going, all right, <laughs> well, you're up here like higher than you've ever been before on a rig that has you've never been here before. Um, I want you to pull both brakes as hard as you can and put them <laughs> right there on your ass and uh, just hold them. And, like, when it really feels like you want to let go, do not let go. 
So you're going to start falling and like, do not let go. And he goes crazy. And it's just a hold, hold, hold. And he, it's like he breaks away and just starts talking to you like you're at the, like at the bar. And he's just like, man, here in a second, I'm going to start telling you to let go. And uh, I want you to just start easing up on those brakes, and you're fucking falling out of the sky. Excuse my language, falling out of the sky. I've never done that before. And man, <laughs> you, you just gotta keep you keep going through it, and all of a sudden he's just like, now you're flying backwards. Doesn't it seem you know calm? And and you look up, and the, and the wing is just perfect. Trash. Perfect trash. Yeah. Perfect trash. And you're going backwards and like you're falling, but you're going backwards and it looks like you're like in control. And all of a sudden he's like, let go and, and check the surge and you're out of it. And you've done something you never thought you're ever going to do. And he, anyways, I don't know where the heck I was going with that, but the full stall, I know that if it all gets bad, going into a full stall and throwing a reserve cannot be that bad. And, and I didn't even get to throw a reserve. But the full stall, knowing I've got that control to just stop everything, at least slow everything the heck down, and then throw my reserve. Like I, I'm, I feel so much more confident about everything else I'm doing. So anyway, that's it. that's it. Well, James, it looks hey, like Carly, Pirate One, um, but. No, you won something what? special. You actually won something special. We were all talking behind the scenes while uh, while everyone was um, uh, talking. You won your very own www.ppgpirate.com. No way! I got it. Yes. <laughs> you are ppg. You, yes, you are ppgpirate.com. Matter of fact, if you type in ppgpirate.com on your browser right now it forwards to your youtube channel Woo! <laughs> that is that is that's why you have uh, so many uh names on that spinning wheel because we want to make sure that you won now jp's gonna um oh i guess he's gonna... no that, that part, that's the gift that keeps on giving now i gotta make some videos damn it <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was asking if that's your right, uh, if that's the right one. No, that's perfect. Trust me, I got some. Great Somebody needs to hit this uh, a subscribe button. Uh, not my computer. Not my so computer. Back to Amy's question. Right. I would you say, in my opinion, it's let the wing fly. The biggest takeaway from SIV is when things start to go awry, most of the time, not always, let the wing work. Let the wing fly. Put your hands up. Let it build speed. Let it fly back to recovery. So do me a favor, um, PPG Pirate. Email me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Um, I will transfer that over to your uh, your own GoDaddy account or whatever domain uh, you want. Um, but you got a whole year that, I, that we just paid for for your brand new domain. So welcome. <laughs> I mean, that right there, I mean, you're an honorary part of uh, uh, a PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearProp TV, Paratalk.org. You're, you're, you're honorary on all that. So thank you very much. That was absolutely awesome. Um, These guys get a little credit. <laughs> credit. They were like, you got to drop the bill. They made, they, hey, they made it. anybody that drops the bill will get something very special. Uh, so we well, totally appreciate you. That was you. very special. That, that, that touched me. Thank you very much. You're very Just welcome, my friend. Thank you. 
Yeah, the only part that he's not... Can the you only show us on the bear where he touched you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, the only part that he's not telling you is that when it renews next year, he's got a special price for you. It's another subscriber. It is uh, bought and paid for. And like I said, just uh, email me and we'll get it transferred over to yours. That way it's yours forever. Nobody can take it away from you. Um, JP, if you can take off um, those 50 spins from PPG Pirate, we're going to go ahead and spin um, right now. For all the people that donated in the super chat, and we totally appreciate you. We're going to be spinning for a strobe light, which is extremely bright. And this is from faroutstrobes.com. Real so, quick, uh, make sure. That, Amy. Where's it at? Make sure uh, you are on the wheel if you donated. <laughs> Too bad, Amy, you're not on the wheel. I'm going to make sure I got everybody. I believe so. I was on the wheel earlier, but oh well. Yeah, but you didn't donate. Card. This is for donations. This is for people. My credit that... card accounts. No, All right, guys. Fine. So. Really quickly, if you can and you don't mind, Sharky in the Sky has asked a couple times in the chat, what gear do you fly? So one by one, let's just go down the line and just state what it is that you're on. I'll start, and I fly a Moster 185 on an HSCOM Condor frame, and I fly an 18-meter Apco Energy XC. Right on. I, uh, I fly uh, mostly my main wing is a... Uh... Uh, spider, ozone spider, not the spider three, the new one. It I have the old one, the original, um, as well as a Gen Pegasus two and a um, Macpara Spice. Uh, I've also got uh, my motor is a Parajet Maverick, and I've got the Macfly Travel Carbon Edition, which I uh, just picked that up. It is awesome. Um, very very little torque, um, folds down nice and easy too. So, I fly the Air Conception 280 um, Sirocco 2, and then I also have uh, the Fresh Breeze, which I fly under the, the Roadster and the Power Atlas. I have a Rebel 2 RS made by Evo Aviation with an Atom 80, uh, and then we also have a new frame made by Power to Fly. It's actually a new branded frame called Airbender. Uh, with a Moster 185 factory wing is Apco F1 is my go-to wing right now, and then I also have the Apco Easy Lift R. Uh, I, I have an LAF Airbender and um, Adam 180 and no. a 21 meter charger. I'm on a Gravity. Uh, with a Monster 180, we've got a Buzz Z5 and a Hadron XX24, or Nucleon XX24. Sorry about that. New one. I fly Anyone an else? I fly an Angel with... Um... Uh, two different wings, a 28-meter Roadster 3 and a Vantage 3. I'm on a uh, Fly Products Rider Thrust with a Moster 185 and uh, 
I fly a Spider Three, and I have a Mojo Small in the in the trailer as well. We'll fly. We'll fly one the strobe from far out strobes. This is a repeat winner, I believe. That's what happens when uh, you you're here every week and you donate, man. Increases your odds. Boom. But I'm. I'll uh, I'll jump in. I've got a adventure pluma with a moster 185 and flying a charger and a barely broken in vantage three. Can you hear me, guys? Now we can. Yeah, I'm on a currently I'm an aviator now flying a speedster three. My motor is a Parajet Maverick with a moster 185. My trike is the Fly Products Vertigo. With a Moster 185, I fly a 20 or a 31 meter charger on that. Um, I've also got a Mojo Medium I use for trash air, and I have a Triox coming for me for tandem trikes. Um, I'm in my tandem certification class today and tomorrow. And other than that, that's about it. That's all I fly. Power to fly, um, old Titan frame. Moster 185 MI20, MY20 on uh and I'll fly Hadron XS 24 with uh and and a Charger 28. So hey, huge a huge Hadron. shout out to Will Fly who just donated ten dollars for the shipping. Wow, Ooh. Will, you did not have to do that. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Sky Well, uh, I'm on a fly products rider with a Moster 185 and primarily fly a 26 meter spider, the original one. All right. Um, any other questions for anybody? How come no one flies a BGD? Because <laughs> they can't afford them, that's why. <laughs> I would fly the Luna 2. It's a good wing. We just sold another Luna 2. We've sold like three or four Luna 2s. What was the other guy that got from us, Stephen Wilhide? Echo? Yeah, Stephen, Stephen got the Luna 2, and then Mike got the Echo. That's right, the Echo. And that, that Echo is a really, really nice wing. It's uh, it's lightweight material, comes up real nice and easy. It's a pretty solid wing. No complaints at all. You know, BGD's actually having a sale right now. I don't know how much longer they're going to run the sale, but we – uh. I mean, we sold a Luna 2 23 meter today for just under $3,300. New? Brand spanking new. Yeah, oh. it was, was $3,249, and he chose for the expedited shipping, which was 170 euros, which is $204. So for $3,500, you know, give or take. Interesting. And no tax? <laughs> We're working on that, but right now, no. So you better take advantage of that before we get set up for tax. Ooh. And Mark and I just had a quick laugh. He has a Moster 185, and I didn't realize I said Adam 180 instead of Adam 80. How many people caught that, my faux pas? What'd you say? He tried to stop stop it, but then somebody else was about to go. I, I kind of saw yeah. that. <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I got his engine in my head, Moster 185, so I said Adam 180, and he said, looked at me, and I was like, I did? I was like, oh, my God. And Adam 180? Yeah, she said 180. I didn't even realize I said 180. It's smooth, smooth and powerful. Yeah. 
looked at him, I was like, I did? He's like, yeah, and I just had a little laugh. I'm like, okay, well, most of 185 just was in my head for the Adam A. See, the Adam 180 is the maneuver you do when you fly the 80 and realize that you needed more. <laughs> you yeah, you make a 180. That's right. You the Adam 180. That's when I'm kissing my butt. Well, hey, guys, I don't want to cut this one too short, but I got to get out of here. I got to go help the wife with the kids. She's had a long day, so I got to get going. Same here, minus the wife with the kids. <laughs> bye guys thank you so much for being on the show jp thank you for all your help and uh totally appreciate you guys always a pleasure out. can't wait to come back next monday you're gonna be here monday right um why would we not i'm just making sure i want to make sure everyone in the chat's gonna be here next monday too well oh, having you guys we had a great turnout man i i hope it's like awesome. this every week and, and I like thanks to everyone who donated so much. This was just poquito. Poquito. And just so everyone knows, we're going to be uh, giving away something else here um, in the after show between, uh, well, in the next uh, 10 minutes. So if you want to uh, stay here for next Damn 10 hippies. minutes, we're going to be giving away some more, mo uh, more money. We're going to be giving away some more stuff. I just want to do a quick shout out and, and say thank you again to everyone who donated. That was such an awesome donations tonight. It's the top that you've ever had. And I'm just so excited. And thank you for everyone who donated. And if you want to know where Bart Berry uh, YouTube is, just go to paramotorguest.com and that will forward to his uh, YouTube channel. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Hey, how much for that pinball machine? <laughs> if you take my high score, you can have it. I'll make you a bet. Oh, okay. Oh. No, no. Bart, Bart, you can trade him for a wing. That's true. Amy's like, I'll put it on Facebook Marketplace. No, we don't need a pinball machine. We already sold a ping pong table. No. Who here has over 600 flights? I got my 600 flight today. I was just oh. curious. I bet Sean's getting close to that. I, I have no idea what lights are, but um, I know that I'm pretty close to my fourth one hour, 100 hour maintenance on my motor. Hey, Sean, they need, they need a passcode in the chat. And I just hit my 300 flight uh, two weekends ago. Um, it works because John Wayne jumped on. I don't know. I'm just repeating what people were asking in the chat. Um, you should just be able to click the link and it should pop on your your stuff if not let me go ahead and find the meeting id and passcode and i'll put that in also if the uh, link did not work i'm sorry about that guy the, the link worked so, for me so let me does not. so john wayne all right if the link doesn't work here is the uh, meeting id and password <clears throat> Um, Linda, you have a question in the chat. What? Wolf what? is asking when you're moving. When no. I'm what? He's going to be there waiting for you. Uh, I'm, a, um, I'm actually, I'm jumping on the airplane on work, Tuesday. Good work, good work, good work. Hey, Josh, Linda, see? Woo! Oh, this my gosh. It's somebody here. <laughs> That's why I'm coming in. <laughs> Because it's somebody here that I did SIB with. 
Mr. 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 Aaron, Mr. Aaron is over there. This guy was in SIB. On the airplane. One second, one second, one second. Boom. Now it's good. Now it's good. Oh my god. It's somebody here. That's why I'm coming in. Because oh it's somebody god. that I did SIB with. Oh, hey, yeah. I was having open the other things. Yeah, now it's good. Now it's good. No, I don't have a double now. I was in SIB. Hey, quick quick question. What's what what is all of our chances of Nevada forgetting that his camera's on in his bedroom? <laughs> Quick question. What's what what is all of our chances of Nevada forgetting that his camera's on in his bedroom? <laughs> we could uh we could make a donation and spin a deal and I can see it. Hey, I pay good money to see it. Come on, let's go. Guys, I don't know who okay, good. Especially somebody needs to have their finger on the cut live stream. Yeah, cut live stream. We could uh we could make a donation and spin a deal and I can see uh, hey, I pay good money to see uh, it. Come Sean, on. are you going to try to fly that behind your wing? Okay, good. Somebody needs to have their I, I want, cut, I want, yeah, cut live stream. Take a look at these. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead, Sean. It's a custom flag. Sean, are you going to try to fly that behind your wing? You can customize. My internet is unstable, so oh, you're probably dude. not here. Holy me. crap, I thought I had too many beers. Uh, <laughs> that messed me all up. <laughs> it looks good, John. <laughs> John, your internet is shot, bro. I know. You need to skip the Obama to... internet and go to Trump internet. It'll make it a great again. See if you can get them to put a McDonald's in across the street. You can use theirs. Oh. All right. So I have, so my whole, uh, my whole pickup line thing didn't work out because I kept getting interrupted earlier. <laughs> Cause it re really was just for particular person or people. But, uh, so my, my couple pickup lines are, are you a bank loan? Cause you got my interest. Not that great. Right. And then the other one is tie your shoe because I don't want you falling for anybody else. And then I got Brooke up on my big screen because I want I, I want to see his face for this one. All right, Brooke, you ready? This is the pickup line of all times. <laughs> so you tell a girl, you look at a girl, Linda, where are you at? Where's Linda? There she is. All right, Linda. I got you on the big screen, Linda. You ready? I'm Hi, looking right at you. Rodeo. I know what's Linda. coming. Linda, I want to treat you like my pinky toe. Because I want to bang you on all my furniture. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm just saying. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I think we found Mark, Mark a bus stop or something. Like, 
I wish I wasn't married. I'm just going to start calling Amy my pinky toe. Yeah, uh, right. I'm going to be quiet on that one. Hey, I just got a free appetizer from the waitress the other night for that one. So <laughs> my wife was sitting right there. She said, go ahead and say it. <laughs> My internet cut out and I didn't hear it. What was the joke? It's I look food. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I will not look at you on big screen when I say this. Just say so you no. Know. <clears throat> so I'm gonna look over here. I, you would walk up to a girl or your wife and say, "I want to treat you like my pinky toe," and she's like, "Your pinky toe?" You'd be like, "Yeah, I want to bang you on all the furniture." <laughs> okay, I'm glad I missed that one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys did you guys see that flag that I was flying? Did you guys see it? Yes. Yeah. It's very nice. Are you it's gonna a, try to fly it behind your wing? Sean's like back to the flag. No. Um, <laughs> I'm giving away a customized flag that's just like that. But have to you me. tried to fly yeah. it behind your wing? You're giving it away to me. Walter, yeah. Walter. Walter, yeah, that was a terrible video you posted today with the dildo on the uh, conveyor belt at the. Was that good or what? That was funny as hell. <laughs> I thought I had to share that one. <laughs> I, I just want to know who picked it up. <laughs> it didn't. It went back out to the back. Hey, uh, Shane. Yes, sir. Shine. 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 You got his Paris swag. You got your Paris swag shirt finally. Yeah, that's what oh, I told yeah. him. I said it only took him six months to get it. My bad. <laughs> hey, just Walter, imagine it taking me six months to get this in the States. Imagine what it takes to get to Australia. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I've had, I've had stickers take 18 months. Oh my god. Here, let me show you let me show you the back of the shirt though. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. All jokes. I, I will say this again, all jokes aside, this is a freaking awesome shirt. It's comfortable. It's I mean, I asked my wife to feel it and she's like, I said, you know what that feels like? And she's like, no. I said it's husband material. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That Shane, I love that shirt because it's material is the softest material, and I just love how it, it feels. No, seriously, it is. It is super. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I hate it, thank you. It's so beautiful. Hold on, thank you. You need to feed your wife. She's looking a little thin. Yeah. <laughs> <Just feed her. laughs> It looks like that uh, comedian with that puppet that goes, I kill you. No, you know, he's being an You have to see this side here. This side Damn, here. where's that pole sticking? You know that. Uh -huh. oh, that looks you know? painful. <laughs> That's what happens when you ride a bicycle with no seat. <laughs> hey, you dankies. Uh -huh. I've seen you. I've hey, the same brother. How are you? I see yeah, you. Good, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I see I you at the SIV. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Leg upside down. That's a starfish. I, yeah, I'm a starfish. Yeah, right. Ragdoll. <laughs> I don't, I don't was right there. He saw me. He saw me. 
He said he had the head of the ride now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to say uh, thanks for having me on. I got to get going. And uh, I'll hey, see some going guys to you. Hey, hey, Nevada, uh, we can't hear you or see you. Your camera's off. Just go ahead and leave everything like it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, turn you it to the, the show, turn your camera to the right it. just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Not that we can see. <laughs> so it's away from everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's going to be six beach towels thrown on that camera tonight. So you all know. <laughs> Just in case. In Nevada, we're going to Utah for more SIV. I'm ready. Whenever. Let's do it. See you in Utah, Nevada. Well, I'll, I'll jump in my truck. You jump in your truck. We'll get there. That's right. Raising Nevada. <laughs> there so. you go. Hey, Brooke, when you guys go back to do your SIV, you need to let me know, dude, because it's an uh, hour and 40 minutes from here. I'll be there. What, I'll what be back here. I'll be back in probably two months with a whole other group of guys. Now I know exactly what I'm here to focus on. I found some of my limits. I'm not going to those limits anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know what your geek tolerance is until you fucking you go over the top. I've Ooh. been there. I've done it. I haven't. And when I did, I know where I'm at. And so if the pilot... I know a limit that I didn't know before. I feel better about it, but I want to come back and work on just more collapses, more stalls. So yeah, you're going to see me here in 60 to 90 days. I'll call you. I'm only nervous because I never go found Brooke. one. Go, go I love the stalls. <laughs> love the stalls. Stalls are awesome. Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I was falling complete and the hands was like, yeah, show it, young thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. keep it, keep it, keep it right there, keep it right there. Oh, it's flying back, it's flying back. <laughs> when the hands don't do no more this, it's when they, they right there, it's when they flying back. It's when you have the flying back. Yeah. yeah they let it go and never be flat. Yeah, you know. <laughs> did, did you guys do negative spins? Catch your dive, bro. Catch your dive. <laughs> Jordan, did you do negative spins? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I missed that one. Negative spin. I need to throw the laundry. Um, you know, I, I want to go back. I want to go back. I want to go back. Man, too. negative spins are wild. <sighs> I know. I felt like I felt like I left a lot of meat on that bone. Like Let me tell you, when I was in that three seconds or free falling, woo I never knew nothing, you know. I never was watching anything. That was so fast, bro. Like, he said, hands up. He never said, Bring your hands back. Then I just do whatever the instructor say. Hansa! <laughs> you know, it's like, I just follow him. You know, I, I, I mean, it's like, he was my everything for me. My God, my religion, my yeah. belief. Because somebody teach me one day that I have to follow orders. And when somebody giving orders to you, never judge them. You know, follow the order of the instructor. Follow the order of the instructor. Don't matter who it is. Don't judge them. Then, man, it's like, I mean, what's the greatest feeling in my life? To push to fear and be so in that limit of fear, the best thing ever you can have in life. I've got a hey, question uh, for the panel. Uh, it, I was talking to SIV. I've never been to an SIV, but uh, all, the, all the maneuvers sound like they're so aggressive. Like, you know, the, 
and they start you at level 10. I mean, so how about for someone who's never, ever been to an SIV, who's thinking about it and has some level of fear of doing it? it like, do they have little baby steps? Oh, that's good. That's good. I have an answer for you. In one moment, Andrew was talking to me right there, and we was like chatting for a little while over there. And he said, the less knowledge you have in flight, the best you are for do the SIV. Why? Because when he say, pull brake, 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 your brake is below your ass, pull brake, pull brake, and you follow pulling brake, you follow the orders of the instructor. Then you're gonna build up the fears because whatever you're gonna feel, you're gonna feel it by first time. And trust me, you're gonna feel scared when you go high. This super high. But it's so high, like you don't have, a, like the attitude you have, you don't, you say I'm safe because you don't see the ground. It's so far away. <laughs> then, yeah, you don't feel. see what you're gonna I give, smash I into. Give you, I give you what I feel. I give you my feeling. I was scared, mother, ah, scared. And I really can do things and I was scared anyway. Then I pull up in that fear line, you know, and I, I just did whatever he say. I say, I believe in my structure. I go for it. If this is my day, this is my freaking day. What else? I want to do it. Then that's no. the only way you can do it, brother. And the best thing is like you don't have to have 150 fly because when you have 150 fly, you already developing something in your personality that All is right. in the way of your fly that you don't want to break it. Jordan, you hold know? on real quick. Hold on yeah. real quick. So, Will, I went with with uh, just under a year of flying from the time I went to school to learn to fly to the, the SIV, I went with Sean. Um, my first my first toe, I can tell you I was deathly afraid. Honestly, if it wasn't for Sean standing there watching me, I don't think I would have gone. I kind of felt, I kind of felt like I couldn't let him down, if you will, and I, the highest I've ever been in the paramotor was 3,800 feet. They pulled me up to over 4,000 feet in, in minutes. And I mean, the, when they strapped me in the, the, when you pin off that thing was sitting there going to, 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 like it was, it, I didn't know what that was. I was like, what is going on? Like I wanted to pin off and just stop whatever was happening. I had no clue of they tell you to stay behind the boat and the boat starts going to the right and you're out to the left and it feels like you're going to just tip over. Holy crap. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. deathly, deathly afraid. And then when it come to pinning off, I was expecting when you pin off, I was expecting this violent, like let go thing. And honestly, it wasn't that way at all. I pinned off and I was like, Oh, that wasn't bad at all. And then he's like, okay, pull your trimmers in, put your hands through your brakes. I'm like, okay. He's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and do a 50% deflation. I'm like, whoa, you can at least spin on it first because we're just going right into this. Like, there's no warm up, there's nothing. So hey, the, Shane, video, hey. the video I have not, um, I haven't posted because I have, I, I'm, it's really not that interesting. The only thing that you see in my videos, when I reach up to grab my, my A-lines for a 50% 50, 50 deflation or full frontal, is the first thing I do is hold my breath because I'm waiting for everything to just drop. 
like the wily e. coyote that runs off the end of the cliff and he stops realizes he's gonna fall and then choop. and i i'm like i'm like Argh! and i pull it and really nothing really happens i mean you don't feel like you just fall it really doesn't you don't feel that way and i did 50 percent deflations i did full frontals i mean one of my one of the full frontals that i got into on speed bar which is a whole different ball game it's a little bit more intense um i had a i had a wingtip that folded under and put me in a spiral and i started pumping the brakes as andrew was yelling go ahead throw the reserve I started pulling brakes every time he said that. And on the third one, the wing opened up and I, and I flew away, but I was still high enough. Should I listen to him? Probably. But when I pulled the first two brakes, it started to move out. I was like, Oh, I'll get one more. And if, if not, I was going to throw them in reserve. And honestly, it's not quite as bad as it seems. You're, you're mostly in your head before everything like, he tells you to do pull half your wing collapse. You're like, no way. This thing's holding me in the air, 4,000 feet in the air. <laughs> but you pull it and it, you look up and you see the thing just, just not even doing anything, but you're still flying. You literally can fly with half a damn wing and it's, it's nothing. Um, I would say, honestly, and, and if you're not comfortable doing something, it's happened to me. Um, I got pulled up. On the second SIB that I went to, um, I got pulled up to 3,000 feet and the line broke. And he's like, hey, you're high enough. Um, if you want, we can go ahead and do some spiral downs. And he's like, go ahead and do right spiral. And I didn't do anything. And he's like, all right, let's do a left spiral. I didn't do anything. And he's like, well, if you don't want to do anything, let's just, I'll, I'll see you back here when you land. Give me big that ears. was it. There's no, there's no pressure. There's no pressure no. from from the teacher no. saying no. that you have to do this. If you get pulled up to five thousand feet and you want to just fly around, okay, have fun. You'll See you when you get there. That's it. Yeah. Shane, we we were towed into clouds, disappeared yep. in the clouds, where all yep. you could see was the rope going down into a cloud. Yeah. And you're in a cloud with no any way to see anything. <laughs> And they say, well, if the rope starts pulling to your right, you know which way to steer. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, that's pretty crazy. So they tow us into some clouds, no big deal. Well, the next thing that happens, it's pouring down rain when I'm in there. And they tow me into a full-on rainstorm. Oh my that's God. new on me. That's new What's on me. What's <laughs> the best way to get down from a rainstorm? Let's what? just pull a full stall. So full stall. Pouring down rain, hit me in the face. It feels like ice just hitting my face. I mean, dark. I can't see much. Rain hitting me, full stall all the way down. And then, I mean, clouds, rain, water. It was the most intense stuff I've ever been through, man. It was oh, heavy. God. I love to see your face, bro. Damn. Bro, I got some GoPro coming out, so I'll have it. It was inspiration. It was oh, nice. hey, right now it's good. Hey Brooke. <laughs> hey Brooke, if I want to if I want to see this new video, what channel can I go to? So Aviator Paramotor has their regular channel. They have the Aviator episodes that come out weekly, bi-weekly, or you know, bi-monthly, however you say it. But basically, tune in to Aviator uh, Paramotor, aviator.com, aviator aviator show. 
and, and um, all their shows are great, but they were there for 4K, 6K shots, <laughs> drone phones, everything. He's not it's catching it. He's not catching it, Shane. Brooke, Brooke. so if Check I want to go to your channel to watch some videos, Brooke, what channel oh, my do you go to? ppgpirate.com. Boom! Hey, hey. hey Jane. Don't I stop it. We hit your emotional. Come on, bro. And thanks again, ppgpirate.com. Yeah, I'm going to make a special video just for this. Hey, so, so, Brooke, are you going to do everybody. Great show. I'll see y'all later. All right, Amy. We're going to cut out. Hey, we are. Um, we are looking for somewhere to travel. Uh, we are taking off Friday, and Amy is off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I'm going to take off work as well. So we've got like five days, and we are looking for somewhere to go fly. So, yeah, we got to find some good weather. Everywhere we thought about going, there's nasty weather. So you better come yeah. to Arizona then. Where are you going? Where are you going? Florida is the place, bro. I don't know, man. We thought here. about coming to Florida. We really did think about coming to Florida. Come down here. You have so many places because if you don't can fly in Miami, you can go to Lake Wells. If you don't can fly in Lake Wells, you can go to Shane. Then There's 10 of us in Lake Wells right now. We're all here. It's How long are you guys going to be there? We're flying tomorrow morning, Lake Wells. Come on. I know. Yeah, but I can't get. we can't get there till like Friday. We can't oh, get there Friday. Friday. You can't get there. Going to be good. We'll be the weekend. Weekend. Right. This week is great. It's right. We're here. All right. So the thing you don't, uh, Mark, the thing you don't understand about Florida, when it rains, it doesn't rain all day. It's very rare. So you may get rained out in the morning, but fly in the afternoon or vice versa. Oh, so when rain. you have a big clouds, you fly early Ooh, in the morning oh, and you don't right. have no problems. Yeah. If, if don't, you guys have, don't you guys have all day flying at the <laughs> beach? I mean, because in Galveston, we have all day pretty, flying. Pretty much. Depends on the winds, which way the winds are blowing. If they're coming out of the west and you're on the east coast, I say no. Because you end up in Cuba. Hopefully. Yeah, no, you have the convergent. The convergent is not good. That's 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 a, that's that's so bad air right there. The when it's blowing from the west and you are in the east. Yeah. Mark, give me a call tomorrow. We'll talk about it. I'll look at the weather channel and, and we'll figure out what the weather's looking like. And I was actually I told Amy Wednesday. Yeah. I'll let her know uh, Wednesday. No, I'm Mark can call Davey. So the same Davey's down here in Miami. He's always flying around all these beaches down here. Right. Yeah. So we'll, all right, we'll, talk. Well, we'll, we'll try. We'll, we will make a plan. I know we were talking about going to West Texas, but I don't, you know, honestly, I've never been to Florida. I've never been to, to Florida. Florida so I can't I see you have yet. some business growing down here, bro. Come on. Hey, I've um, sold a lot of paramotors over there in Florida in the last month. I'm not gonna lie, I've sold a lot of business over in Florida. Mark, if you come to Florida, if you come to Florida, I'll treat you like my pinky toe. All right. <laughs> hey, that was the only problem I was worried about is if we did come and you offered to let us stay with you. I was thinking, I told Amy, I was like. The only thing that worries me is every time I get up and go to the bathroom and I come back, I might find Shane in the wrong bed. No, <laughs> I, I'll put you out in the camper. You can oh, lock the door and everything. Both of us are just me. <laughs> good, good answer. Good answer, dog. Good answer. Don't get your eyes watered, man. Say about the dog. All right, guys. Hey, I'll check you guys later. Y'all have a good evening. Thank you. All right, Mark. Thanks, bro. Hey, guys. Yes, ma'am. No, Mark. We, um,
we come down, you and I need to get in the kitchen so I could add another video. I finally figured out how to do iMovie again to put okay. up my second video about our night. So we need to do a cooking thing together. We can do that. Yeah, my wife doesn't know how to use the oven. You could probably not show her because she's not going to be willing. Just so you know. <laughs> I'll do something quick and easy. Oh, me? What? What? Wait, internet broke up. What? <laughs> Jane, apparently no. you were quick and easy. I don't know. Oh, man. I mean, it's Valentine's right, weekend weekend, so we'll do something, you know, for her to, you know, whatever. I'm not saying oh. quick and easy again. No, I'm saying if, uh -huh. if you guys do decide to come down um, after we talk on Wednesday, I will try to take Monday and Tuesday off and then we can all just, we can drive all over the state to find a place to fly. I, I'm got, up for that. I got That'll spots work. everywhere. We're good. Okay. That'll work. He said that he's going to fly and then we'll just drive around and find a place to fly. He said that'll be fine too. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I just oh, to... Jade and Eric. Jade. Jade always got her hair on point. Look at her. She's always just like, no, I'm I ready don't. for. Yes, you do. I have never seen your hair out of place. Now, Eric, on the other hand, woo. That's not hard no hair. <laughs> Hey Jake, <laughs> company. Hi, you're Dinky. Hey, nice to see you. Hi, <laughs> Eric. Now, Walter, when you come into the Zoom meeting, it asks you to give your channel name. Why do you got your email up there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw that the other week, and I'm trying to change it, but I don't know how to change it. Other words, Linda, there's his email. Contact him. <laughs> Oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. yeah. It's a subliminal. It's a subliminal. It's a for you. <laughs> Don't I see up, Linda. Chat me up, Linda. <laughs> this has been an you, absolutely awesome, awesome show tonight. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Thank you, Fly. We love you. Thank you for yeah. joining us. Hang with us. I've yeah. most of the night I've been on mute, you know, and then my dogs they get all vocal, then I gotta mute again. And but it's all good. I see you. I see you out there. Don't yeah, I see you. I probably should have been paying attention, but it sounds like you guys just set something up to meet and fly. <laughs> there, but um, yeah, I'd love to get up with y'all and, uh, you know, fly. And Absolutely. Love to travel. Linda, nice. Linda you don't fly. You can crash in any yard or any guy that can fly, bro. That's the good things about it. You pay your gas just to travel to that place, crash in the yard of somebody, and you fly the next morning. Needs to get, tell him to go from. Yeah, well, well, if you come to Florida, dude, let me know. We, uh. We always got my camper sits on the side of my house. If we're not camping that weekend, and that's where I usually put my guests, so it's well, not a big deal. Isn't there something uh, going on down there in March? Yeah, it's supposed to be. So <clears throat> it's March 11th through the 14th. Um, it's supposed to be fly, come fly with friends or whatever. Um, what happens is every couple times a, a year 
Palm Bay shuts the compound down because we get a bunch of people from Miami, um, folks from up north, they all come and there are thousands of people that come out and ride every weekend. Absolutely trash the compound. There's garbage everywhere. Um, they don't respect the land. They don't respect the landowners. They don't respect people that have property around that actually have houses on the surrounding areas and they just ride through their yards and stuff. So once there's a certain amount of complaints happen, um, the police come out and shut it down. This year, they happen after I posted the come fly with friends thing. Um, they got a new mayor and the new mayor shut everything down. And at first it was no one's allowed out there. And then people were like, well, it's public roadway. You can't shut it down. So then he's like, okay, well, you can come out there, but you can't stay the night. Now, now they're working on, I guess it's, it's something about, it's, it's by March, I expect it to be back to normal. Come March 1st, if March 1st, they are not let up on their rules or whatever, I will cancel the thing and you can still go out there during the day. You just have somewhere else, you have to go somewhere else in the evening you can't stay overnight so i will cancel the whole thing whoever shows up is on their own but i, I won't do that until march 1st because i honestly think it'll go back to um everybody doing what they want out there because it is it is literally like the wild west people just do whatever the hell they want and that's part of the problem you know what we need to do is we need to find a good lawyer and then uh get him some training and get him flying. So we got somebody to refer to whenever we need uh, legal assistance on some of this stuff. I have three realtors right now looking for a piece of property and six investors on a piece of property that doesn't cost more than $6,000. So all of us are looking at a thousand dollars a piece. Once we bought a piece of property, they can, the cops can't say or do nothing. So we're looking yeah. We're looking to buy a piece of property out there. Will it happen? Closure and all, or, you know, closing cost or the, what is it called when they check for liens and stuff? Um, title search. Title search and all that. Will it happen before March? Probably not. But we are doing what we can to make this happen. I mean, if I go out there and I buy a piece of property, I, I can buy property um, for $4,000, but it's not in a, I, I'd have to rent a bulldozer and clear property and our trees. And it's a whole lot of work. What we're looking for is where the flying was last year in that area. And we're contacting, emailing, um, all the landowners trying to find somebody that wants to sell their property. So we're trying to get it done as quickly as possible, but right now, we're having a hard time getting replies back. We're having a hard time contacting landowners. I mean, we're going to the county tax office and trying to get any information on any of the land just to make this happen. And it's been, it's been an uphill battle. I, I, what you guys don't know behind the scenes kind of stuff. I we've been working our asses off to try to make it happen. It's not, it's not going well. I'm a, uh, I'm up the creek without a paddle for the most part. I'm up, I'm uphill. It's an uphill battle. And, but I'm, I'm trying to get it done because I, I'm not, 
it's I posted that only after the Palm Bay flying said that they didn't have a sponsor. They didn't want to do anything because they lost so much money last year because of COVID. I only posted what I posted about flying with friends because guess what? I'm flying out of there anyways. I, I live 30 minutes. I understand a lot of people are going to come from out of state. That's why I'm saying come March 1st, if it's not good, I will post that it's, you know, it's not, you have to find a campsite, which there are campsites less than 12 miles away that you can rent a campsite and then bring your paramotor and fly all day long or whatever. But I get it. I wouldn't want to come from out of state and show up and there not be a place to stay. That would be highly unacceptable. <laughs> so come March 1st, Will, if, if, uh, if it's a no-go, I will post it's a no-go. I will cancel everything and call it a day. Wait a minute. No, no way. Yes, sir. No way. Yes, sir. Willflyppg.com. Willflyppg.com. Go ahead and type it in your browser. That is so. I have to send you another ten dollars for shipping. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's like. Hey, did you hear? Grandpa, thank you very much, Shane. John, fly. Go ready, fly, Will. So willflyppg.com now forwards to Will Fly's YouTube channel. That is totally cool. Thank you very much. Did um, you hear that we're sitting there? Just now, yes. <laughs> hey, Sean, did you hear what Will did to me today? Uh-oh, what Will do? He's got a 30-second video. I didn't notice 30 seconds. I started watching a video and some music. I'm just jamming along. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over. I'm like, uh, man, I was jamming out and just killed it. 30 seconds. <laughs> There's actually a longer version of that, though. Where? Because I was enjoying the music and you just killed everything. Yeah, I don't know. Either Sod Squad or uh, uh, Quarry Story. One of those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I'm going to put that to some good use. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm getting some stickers made up uh, with with my uh, ppgshane.com just so that uh, I got a pair of camper that's outside that's got no stickers on it, really. So, I mean, it does have a pair of swag. Well, it's going to have, I got two of them today, so it's going to get a couple pair of swag uh, stickers on it and uh, can't wait. So that willflyppg.com is because you spun the wheel and you won it uh it won the first four spins that we did but you won the um you won this strobe light and i'll be sending that to you also well you know to tell you the truth um I, is that what i won you that won was... that because you won you won the strobe because right he won the strobe right yeah i don't know i did win the strobe i remember that so yeah you won the the the, the strobe from faroutstrobes.com so That's this just awesome straps on to you know um your paramotor i got a couple on mine i also got that ppg smokes too you know i don't think that you can have enough um strobe lights here's my helmet <laughs> you can see you coming <laughs> and, huh, that's what she said what? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um, 
these are the PPG smoke ones that uh, connect to your wing strobes. And then I have two of these, one on each side of my uh, frame. So. You want to miss. I don't want to get hit <laughs> in midair. That's like my, that's like the scariest thing in the world for me. So has there ever been a documentation of a PPG pilot getting hit by an aircraft? I don't want to be that person. So I got some. No, stories. no, I'm not. I'm not saying you don't want to be. I'm saying, has there been a documentation of that happening yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. If uh, that happened, we would all know about it, and there'd probably be some regulations going up. Big time. Nah. Yeah. Eric. Eric. Why, why Jade's gone? Eric. Why Jade's gone? What? Are, what are we gonna do at? Uh, Gosh, gosh, we're gonna have some fun or what? Watch. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what? I was just saying, um, Eric's got to make sure I get to church on Sunday. <laughs> right? <laughs> I've never you know, been we to Oshkosh. We but... tickets for the weekend to get down to Florida to get the hell out of this cold ass weather. Come on, dude. I told you. <clears throat> I got. <clears throat> I got two extra beds or two extra bedrooms. And I got a camper that sleeps nine people. So wherever you guys want to stay at, it's all good to me. I think the problem is trying to get time off for her is hard. Yeah. Um, just let me see something here real quick. Oh, yeah. Let me turn the virtual background off. Hold on. Oh, my goodness. This is taking forever. Look, my back door is wide open. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm sitting in shorts. Look at my flip-flop tan line. <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is we just had to plow our runway. Jane, how What? The heck? Yeah, I saw it so close. Bigfoot. I was, I, was I was looking at something and I was like, here's Shada saying, hey, my, dad, my back door is wide open. <laughs> I'm like, what? What did I miss? Oh, it's Florida. You never get cold. Oh, dude. I need some more sleep or something. Oh, Eric, Eric's, got some, Eric's got some stickers that he just made for uh, a, a negative 100 club. So you got to fly 32 degrees or under. We'll never see that here in Florida. We'll oh, never fly that. I don't want to fly yeah. that. No. One of my last flights was 27 degrees, and my hands were frozen. I well, here. join the club. Eric's got a club for you. Yeah, you got you, you got five degrees. Now you just need 95 more. Oh my God. Ah. Today How I flew with 40 degrees. Up? It's like, oh, my God, my hand was freeze complete. All my fingers here was like slip up. I, I, 45 minutes, like coming down. Oh, that was hard. Yeah. I'm so Not glad you came down. Back door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to secure that, but. Uh, <laughs> Shane! Krista, shut my back door. Yeah, please, please, Krista. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Aaron's been kind of quiet all night. Um, Just kidding, honey.
tell tell us a little bit about your SIV that that you've done. I know that um, you know we've been talking for a long time, and I don't think that you're able to to say much. Yeah, my uh, my experience is pretty much what everybody else has been saying. How much of a benefit it was. Uh, didn't know what to expect going in, other than what you see on the videos. So, except for Jordanke's providing entertainment for the week. Uh, <laughs> I bet that was awesome. No, we had we had a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to going back, like I said earlier, just to to kind of build on on what we got the first time around. Uh, you know, you get so much thrown at you at once that you can retain only so much without, you know, without getting it pounded in your head over and over again. But uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we had Jonathan and and Andy running the show, and uh, weather was great. People were great. Um, learned a lot about myself and about the wing, about the gear. Um, I, I I would highly recommend it to anybody. You know, if you can get a couple of days off, a few hundred bucks, I'd go for it. Aaron. Uh... Can I just ask, uh, you look about, uh, you know, the silver look, you look about my age. Can I ask you what age are you doing that SIV at? 55. Okay. Yep. Now that's good. Um, yeah, it takes me, it takes me a little longer to recover, but as long as I don't stop, I'm okay. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. feeling it on the way home and a few days later, I, uh, I had a, I think a second day, wing got away from me and I, I saw it coming at me with slack lines and when it caught my GoPro registered nine G's, oh my, and uh, it caught me on the inside of the bicep, my left bicep, and uh, it was nasty. Uh, but I didn't really start feeling it until a couple of days later. So, I uh, I uh, first saw uh, Shane when he did it and uh, the fact that you were struggling Shane to get that those beeline down on I thought wow that looks like it's you know it's taking you it takes a bit out of you um, you know is it for everybody you mean when Sean was pulling that the uh, lines yeah, he was struggling with it. You remember? Um, well, that, well, that's that's because I know that a lot of you guys don't know, but you know, I had uh, open heart surgery and the um, had a, a blood clot that went to my brain, so I actually had a stroke. Um, yeah. That was just, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, I still don't have full strength in both my right eyesight. Yeah. Your right eye, Simon. What's that? Your right side was the one we troubled because most of the time when you have that, it's like the right side is going down. I don't remember. Uh, oh, you don't remember. No, okay, just, okay. One thing I noticed was my the first day we were doing the collapses and everything, I was on my wing, which is a charger. So it's a semi-reflex, I guess. And I could tell the difference in the pressure on the A's and B's uh, yanking on them to win the second day I was flying a different wing and it was a bigger wing. So was, I was less loaded on it, but I could, you could tell the difference in, in the way the thing was loaded. Um, 
grabbing the lines. Like when I was trying to do the, the grab the center A's on mine horseshoe, I was lifting myself out of the seat. I could barely, even all my body weight and pulling on it, I could barely get that thing to fold in. Uh, so I, I think if, since the since the Chargers more loaded on the A's and B's, I think that makes a difference in in pulling off some of those some of those things. So Aaron, when you did your horseshoe, when you put the A's together, did you snap the line the A's above hard, or did you just slowly pull them? I didn't. I I put my weight on them and started walking up the line. I didn't snap them, which might have made a difference. But I only tried it once. So I didn't get, well, a, yeah. didn't get a second only, shot at it. I only did it once as well. And it was literally <laughs> less less oh. dramatic as big or big ears. But Sean did it end up in a damn riser twist. And I was like, he went before me and I was like, I don't know about all that. I don't, I'm not wanting to do that. <laughs> but when, what when he used? It, it was the Gin Vantage 3. Oh, um, because I... I used the roster free and she just did it so nice. And actually she coming in her shoes and then she coming out open. So like no problem. Yeah, uh, my, so, roads, my roads for three did much better on that uh, other yeah. SIV than I did. Right. The whole reason why I didn't take the uh, the roads for three is because um, I kind of let the wing fall back and it touched my muffler and I ended up having a big hole in the wing. I remember. Um, yeah, I know, right? So yeah, I had to buy another wing because it was taking six weeks to uh, to get it repaired over at Cloud9. You know, it's, it happens. Yeah. So I bought another wing and it was the Gen Vantage, which was good because, you know, I needed a new wing anyway. And um, I wanted to check it out, see what this new wing did. Oh, that's good, yeah. It's and reflex? It, yeah, it's reflex. Oh, yeah. Um, no tip stirring like I'm used to with the Roadster, mm -hmm. but... Um, it's a it's a hybrid mountain motor wing, so it has lots of lift, and it's half the weight as the Roadster. I mean, the Roadster feels like you know it's nice. heavy. This yeah. thing, this thing, I just pick it up. It's like wow, it's so light and tiny. So nice. <laughs> it jumps off the ground. It does. Yeah. But anyways, what I was saying uh, earlier was just don't look at me in my video as far as me trying to pull uh -huh. the wing down or the lines down, I just don't have the strength like I used to. It's, 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 I'm sure that you guys probably have. Simon, I do. you are alive, Simon. Yeah. You are alive. Yeah. What else matter, bro? You are alive. Oh yeah. And I'm loving every yeah. minute of it. You know, you I know we said. all love it. That's why we fly, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, reason why I'm flying. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't even, he don't talk to me. I'm going to be smiling and jumping around him because he's like my grandpa too. So my grandpa used to be like that. So serious guy, like he don't talk too much, but he have all the love of the world. Yeah, I don't love you, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Right back at you. Yeah, thank you. Well, it is uh, 9.38. I have no idea how long we've been talking. My audio part dropped out. So, um... I don't know if it's still recording audio or not, because when I dropped out and came back on, I gave uh, Shane uh, co-hosting permissions to help out with everything. So he's actually the host. So can you see, is it recording still to the... Recording. Uh, it is It is still recording, yes. It's recording. I mean, I see it's recording to the to the YouTube, but is it audio recording for the... It says it says recording. It has a little cloud with a red dot in the center. Okay, 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 good. So it is still recording. All right. <clears throat>
So that's the that's the audio part for the audio podcast, like iTunes and stuff. Oh, and by the way, too, guys, just so you all know, and if you're still listening, because I know this is a long podcast, if you give us a five-star review on our audio podcast on iTunes or whatever you listen to, your name will be entered into... Will, you were entered, didn't you? You 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 said something on the podcast or the uh, the iTunes, didn't you? Was that uh, you? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been listening to you for, for a long time, and uh, it's a really good podcast. So if you're into paramotoring, check that podcast out. And uh, yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot just by listening. I, I thought I saw you on there. So you're definitely entered into the um, $50 and $100 uh, drawing that we're going to do. Uh, not present to win. You don't have to be present. Uh, just any five-star rating that you do on uh, PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Um, we'll go through and uh, look at all the the ratings and put you in a spinny wheel. And uh, sometime in June on my birthday, we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to give out some money. I like giving out money. I love it. Sean, Sean I thought I sent you my uh, address and details. I, I didn't. I never got it. No, we're gonna put in some money together for you today, sending you that package because it's like five. Uh, that's all right, <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, I thought I sent you in um, uh, Facebook Messenger, but maybe you didn't see it. Oh, so Here, here's I'll, I'll the Dragon Camper you. shirt that um, that my son made for you, so we're gonna send yeah. this to you also. Beautiful. And uh, we're, we're waiting for um, Mark and Amy to send you something from Paraswag over to me yeah. so I can send it to you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I no, need your Mark, address. Just, I need your yeah, address. Just hang on to it. You never know. I might win a paramotor or something. You can send the whole lot. <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah, yeah. Um, send, send, me a, send me an email because I don't always see everything on Messenger. I don't have that on yeah. my phone. PPGGrandpa at gmail.com. Hey, all right. You know my email address. I think everybody well, that watches the show knows my email address. <laughs> well, it was either that or Prop TV, you know. Hey, Sean, hey, Sean can you imagine if you gave away a paramotor on the show? And JP Tulo would have to be entering all those names. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, JP. Oh, okay. I, I tell you, without without my panel, um, this this show would not be the way it is. When we first started, um, I had a tape recorder and my cell phone on a speakerphone, and that's how I did the first podcast. And I did that with Andrew Fuller, by the way, too. He was the first one, and uh, we've really we've really advanced over this last uh, year and some change. What's that? I don't. I took this book. I bought this book. Thermoplastic, <laughs> man. Oh. Hey, Chang. Yeah. Don't laugh, bro. Don't laugh. No, He's I'm not. I'm laughing something completely different. <laughs> I was talking with He's Adam about all this book. Like uh, a cross-country magazine called Thermoplastic. Because the other day I was like so scared in one of the thermos that catch me. I, I was drifting left. Oh, my God. And then I bought this book. Great book. I still don't want to do uh, free flying. I no, mean, no, no, I don't want to do free flying. But anyway, you know, it was like because I was scared. Then fed in the morning, eleven o'clock, and was big thermos going up. You know. You know, you can climb above the thermals. 
and then it's clear air. He goes, nah, I'm just going to take a phone call. Don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> but um, Shane, have you done any thermaling? Are you guys done any thermaling with your uh, paramotor? Anybody on the podcast? Not on purpose. Yeah, not, not on purpose. purpose. But I've done more than my share, not, not on purpose. I, no. I, I've, I enjoy it. In uh, Vail, North Carolina, we did a midday flight. Um, <clears throat> I hit some uh, dark fields that I had just plowed and uh, I killed my motor and went up another 100 feet and I was like, well, I didn't like that at all, which later I was like, I kind of like that because I didn't have to use any fuel to get there. And then this past weekend on Saturday, we flew till 9.45 and uh, <clears throat> on the way back, all the overcast went away and the sun came out nice and strong and uh yeah we hit some uh we hit some turbulence we hit some uh thermals and uh i don't know i mean it wasn't anything concerning but it i kind of wish we could see them so you know it's coming it's just a little shocking if you will if you're flying along all of a sudden you're just like boo you're like whoa all right, I want to go back down though because I don't want to be this high. It, it is kind of, like I said, it's alarming. It, it's not scary so much as just you realize that one second that you're not in control. So it's, it's it catches you off guard. You know the time of the morning. If it's coming ten thirty, you're going to start receiving. Right. Well, here in Florida, because it's so warm. You know, all the time here in Florida. <laughs> um, we don't you know, get thermals. Just rub it in. Usually about <laughs> nine o'clock. Actually, I, I really do have a serious question for you and Jade. Um, but at around nine o'clock, um, we usually come out of the uh, air because the thermals do get so strong here. So if everything's frozen over, do you guys get thermals? Not when it's not when it's frozen. There's nothing for the air to heat up. Right. So, so I, was just curious, I was curious of that. Seriously. Yeah. So when you fly over a road, you, every now and then you can feel it. But that's why when it's, um, when the wind is, you know, low all day long, we can fly all day long. It's kind of cool. Just seems like other than my path that I take, it's like this. Oh, you know what? Aaron was supposed to give away something tonight. Weren't you? Oh, you can do that. You can do it later. Save for uh, another day. Um, you, want to, you want to talk about it and uh, we'll give it away uh, next week and maybe people will hear this and go, oh, that's what I want. Sure. Um, it's a paramotor. <laughs> it's a paramotor. Turn my back screen off. Uh, no, I, I got a pair of those heated liners and was struggling finding shells to go over the top of them that I liked and that weren't too bulky. So I had, I've got a relationship with a, with an overseas company that's made stuff for me in the past. So I just had him make me up some gloves and I thought, well, maybe some other people like them. So we put them up for sale, but I've got a, I've got about three or four dozen coming should be here next week or so. And, uh, thought I might give a pair away. Nice. It's a windproof shell. It's got a, kind of synthetic leather, leather palm, uh, 
they'd be good just for everyday everyday wear flying but i bought them bought my i got mine in the sample set two sizes over and they fit perfect over my my liners and they cut the wind so you don't lose the heat uh, from the liner so i thought got a few extra pair i'll give a pair away while we're on here yeah, awesome. we can see. yeah, let me get my let me turn my background off because they they disappeared. Because right. uh, so the didn't I order one from you? You did. Probably didn't know it was me. <laughs> so they're they're kind of lightweight. It's a soft shell on the back side or on the front side, top side, and then a, a synthetic leather on the palm, the index finger is supposed to have a touchscreen compatible pad on it. And it does work, but it's a little bulky. So it's hard to, you know, if you're, if you're poking it at big icons, I could see it working, but it's, you're not going to get any fine, fine touch with it, but it seemed to be pretty well constructed. Could uh, you hold them up a little higher? No, those are the, the, the ones I use. The backside, yeah, it's there's it's three layers, but I had them leave. There's no insulation. I had them leave any insulation out of it. Uh, you wear those so over just, your. You wear those over the heated gloves. Wearing them over my heated liners. Okay. And so I, I've tried heated, heated gloves have uh, heat in them. Yeah, I've got the motion <laughs> power, <laughs> power and motion, or wherever they are. If if y'all ever he didn't, he's so the heated gloves, he you didn't know, know what heated gloves are. The um, the wind no. outside starts to getting colder, like the pinkies. When I'm flying like this, my pinkies start getting colder, even though I'm wearing you know um, heated gloves. And um, what he's doing is you put these um, windproof things over the top of the heated gloves, and now you can fly and they get toasty <laughs> warm on uh, on low. <clears throat> So, so this and, is a good thing for winter flying. So my temperatures are way different than you guys up north, and I'm not oh. trying to make a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I use very oh. light thin <laughs> I use very light thin gloves, and then I put latex gloves over top of them because the latex doesn't let the air through. And that's that's usually what I fly with. Your and, hands end up sweating. Well, no, but they don't get cold, and I'm talking, yeah. you know. We freeze here in Florida at, at 42, 42 degrees, so. Hey, I we used just, to be like. No matter, no matter what you've got, no matter what you're wearing, if it doesn't breathe, your hand's going to start sweating all the time. Yeah. And it's going to make it, you know, it's going to compound the, the problems, right. make it even worse. Because I, you know, you hear some guys, they'll wear the nitrile or latex underneath the heated liners. And I'm your heat's still getting sucked out because your liners are in the air. So, but I tried, I mean, I don't know how many gloves I went through trying to find the right, the size that fit decent, weren't too bulky uh, and that you could get a, a, the right size in. I've only, so, I've I, only worn gloves once for one flight this year because, well, it's only been 40 what was it? It was actually Jordan. What was it the other day? It got down to thirty nine or something for eight minutes, and then it went right back up to seventy five. Uh oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that day when I flew, that was I was like thirty nine, forty, and then for night 
10 o'clock, about 10 o'clock or 9 30, coming up to 60, mm -hmm. 65, just like that. I found I that I'll, I'll put a pair of gloves on even when it's 50, because if you know, you drop what about two degrees every thousand feet. So if you're going right. to get any altitude, you're going to get colder as you go up anyway. Mm. And as I get older, I, I guess I'm a little, little so, more brittle. I'd rather me not too. have cold Trust hands. Trust me, I have my shoulders, my knees. Oh my God. Yeah. We, hey, Aaron, 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 can I just ask on your shelf in the background, are they piston? Which side? Yeah, that no. side. Now oh, those are uh, those are medallions from uh, oh, okay. mountains peaks I've climbed. I just, thought, I just thought you had a lot of uh, yeah. They look like pistons sitting there. <laughs> Aaron, you didn't do K two, no? No, that's dangerous. No. Can't afford it. That's a dangerous one. Mm -hmm. Too much money. Too really? much money and too much death, man. They will just leave you there on the trail. Actually, last night I saw a documentary about that K two, man. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah if, if you fall over and die, they just leave you there. They push you out of the way. Yeah, yeah well, they still leave you there. Just yeah, so if, you you can't, if you can't walk, you can't get down. Nobody can carry right. you. No, I, I, I've, I've read tons of books and, and watched documentaries and stuff. Because at one point, I wanted to do that. And then I was just like, dude, if you sprain an ankle or like just... You thing. you got no choice but to get down because if you don't get down, you will be there for a very long time. And it's pay people that I guess I would say rich folks that pay people to go up and get their loved ones off off of the side of the mountain or whatever. But I, I'm gonna be there forever because I'm not rich. So. <laughs> 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 they, had a, they had that happen with a with a, I think it was a it was either a Japanese or a Korean climber that uh, had passed away on the mountain for whatever reason, and his country didn't want to leave him there, so they sent a team up to rescue him and ended up losing two or three more guys mm -hmm. trying to get the one guy down before they abandoned the the effort. It seems to be the main thing that it's on the descent where most of them uh, get killed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you've got peak feet summit fever and you're pushing yourself too hard to get up without remembering you've got to have the energy to get back down. Yeah, yeah. And it's a lot of avalanche that no, the snow get loose and coming down. It's like, and you don't know when, you know? <laughs> like, too windy. I'd rather, I'd rather fly to the mountaintop than climb it. <laughs> You and yeah, me. You can't climb there. Yeah. No, no, no. We know that. <laughs> it's a style of life, and you never can judge that. You know, the freedom of the heart is so difficult to understand it. Well, yeah. I, I I know that I've dealt with avalanches in my life. I mean, I'm at the beach and I'm digging a hole and then the sides <laughs> cave in. <laughs> the sun is so warm and just beating down. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, Jade's not listening to none of this nonsense. She's like, hey, <laughs> uh, Jay, yeah, Jay's there because she's listening. It's, uh, because yeah. we are here all in, in love of the boom. We Eric too. <laughs> er Eric's like, I'm gonna smile so the guy don't think I hate him. No, we love Eric. Going, no, don't mind about it. We love Eric because Eric say like, hey, come on, let it Jay do the friendly things, and then after we go. No, just just wait till we bring you up to fly in the sub-zero weather. 
Oh, no I'll, way, bro. I don't way. I'll do it. <laughs> we bring you I down here. Do we grill you something to you. We do Cuban food, black beans, white rice. Come on and, and shame put in the steak. <laughs> I just realized I just realized I put boom instead of bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys can see this picture, but this was my son plowing a runway out on our lake yesterday. Wow, yeah, oh. we can see it. Yeah, <laughs> just right there. Wow. I've never, I've never walked on a frozen lake either. No. I, do, I love the cold. See, here's the funny thing. As much as you guys hate the cold here in Florida, we do nine months of 90 degrees. I can't stand the heat. I go to Ohio to hunt and I'm out there all day long. And there, we even, my buddy and I will even do uh, a hammock camp. Uh, We'll, we'll go out in the hammocks and stay overnight. That's that's fun. I like doing that. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's to me, it's it's. I'm sick of the heat, and I know you guys are sick of the cold, but it's the same thing. It's just in reverse. I cannot stand. Come August, dude. You guys can be like laughing all you want, be like, "Yeah, how's the heat now?" And I'll be like, "Well, it's hell," because I can't stand it. <laughs> and I, I work outside all day long. So okay, you're not helping for me to try to get Eric down there when we retire. Oh, you no, you will enjoy the winters. You will enjoy the winters. But when it comes to summer, you'll be like, whole oh, Eric, you didn't know things would stick to the inside of your legs as well as they do down there. Just so long. Jade, Jade, Eric, uh, do you guys have a problem with uh, your paramotors not getting up to temperature? No, we run about, uh, uh, what, what was I running? Three? Mine was in the low threes. Yeah. I actually looked. Low threes? I'll tell you what, they cool off fast. Yeah, yeah well, I, I, I was just wondering, because my Adam 80, even right here in Tennessee, when, when we get cold days here, it never gets up to good operating temperature. And you know it. It, the thrust on it isn't all that great anyway and i can tell the difference it, it doesn't get warm enough to to run as well as it should so what on, we used to do back here. in the nitro uh airplanes and stuff when we were flying remote control nitro stuff we would take the cylinder heads and wrap them with aluminum foil so you don't get that airflow going across yeah but then you really got to watch your temperature so you're not getting too hot I took the temperature gauge off of it here recently because the stupid thing only worked by halftime. But uh, I was just curious if you guys are having that trouble up there. And it's not really a problem here. I mean, right. it, it, it runs well enough. It's just that there is definitely a difference when it gets real cold here. And I suppose if I laid into the throttle and, you know, you lost you know put, you lost put yeah, it so on here. We, we haven't noticed any runnability problems. Mm -hmm. Um it kind of freaks you out when you see the frost build on your net or on your lines, you know, and then you start thinking about it, you know, what's really yeah. happening. And then there's been a couple of times that I was out when it was kind of snowing, but it wasn't snowing. It was kind of like that uh, frost from the clouds that we get up here. Oh, and, I know all about it. Yeah. When it gets yep. so cold that what little moisture is left just turns to crystal. Yeah. Yes. And then you land and realize that, you know, you have like three inches of crystals in the back of your wing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you just, it, it, you don't feel it. It doesn't affect you none, you know, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. That was my next Be question. Do you feel flying. that? No, no. 
I'm sure you fill fill up, you know, two feet of wing and you know those cells and you'll feel it. Yeah. You'll feel it all the way down to the ground. <laughs> you'll be the yeah, first one to launch it. All right. Hey, hey, John, I fly uh, Adam 80. And have you noticed any difference in the throttle response, the initial th throttle response on launch? Uh, you mean in the, in the cold? Well, anytime. Um, perhaps it is the cold. My Adam 80 has got 150 hours on it. But uh, uh -huh. so it's probably, it might even be a compression problem. But as far as the throttle response, like when you go to launch, that wing comes up and give it full throttle. Mm -hmm. Did you notice this? Is it slower to rev up to max RPM? Yeah, I have that problem in high humidity. When humidity is up over 70%, that Adam 80 just, it just gets sluggish. Hmm. I'm not sure it'd be so. the humidity here. But, well, I, I I don't know, you know, but I do know this. I have to I have to fine tune that carburetor on that Adam eighty, rather when the temperatures change or you know even when the humidity gets up real high, I have to tinker with it a little bit if I want it to run you know up to you know ninety five hundred RPM. Yeah, it'd be it's more just, critical than a one eighty five. Yeah, Will, it's, Will, it, where are you at, Will? North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, but you know, you said you got what a hundred and some hours on there it, well have you done a carburetor rebuild recently yeah well I, I, that's kind of a long story i tinkered with the first carburetor to the point where i said screw it i'm just bought a new carburetor yeah <laughs> well, I, yeah exactly i've done the same thing i've rebuilt two used carburetors and i still put a new one on so you know yeah i've got the kit i did buy another kit for the other carburetor yeah. at one point i'll rebuild it yeah well that that i i could what i can tell you is my experience with the adam 80 is that that carburetor is good for about 50 hours and you might just as well do something because it's it won't work right yeah yeah jade yeah jade, it, what's that puppy's just... name coco coco oh we got coco beach like 10 minutes up the road <laughs> 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 Hey, John, talking about the Adam 80, uh, the other day when I flew my M40, I was getting him warm like for about, before I flew, I got it warm like for about many, maybe 20 minutes. I let it sit down for 10 minutes and I tried to start it again. It's like I have to do it about three pulls, like normally I do it in only once. And when I was taking off, I see like I have to run so bad and long, 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 long. I still, I don't be in the air. I said, what the hell? I'm pushing everything, but oh my God, it's like, I, I, I recall in my ass to buy me a 185. I already did it, uh, you know, because uh, I see so many people that are talking about the same problem with the Aaron 80 when the temperature don't be so high, you know? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm about to pull the trigger on a new motor, and I, I was sure I was going to get a 185, but I'll be honest with you. I've had so little trouble with that Adam 80. I, I almost I hate to go to a 185. No, mine, I didn't <laughs> give me trouble. I, I, I'm so happy with that Aaron 80. Actually, I can yeah. fly for two hours and even I don't get to half tank. Uh, I fly, like, you know, I am a newbie all the time. I don't do anything crazy. And, mm. you know, it's like, if you fly without doing so many crazy things, you can do it good with the Aaron 80. That, that fly good. No heavy, oh, not, not too much noise. It's great. Yeah, I'm not real big or anything, so I don't have, you know, I'm, some guys have problems, I guess, taking off with it. But, I mean, it. It's, that's not ever been a problem. I have problems taking off sometimes, but it's not the motor's fault. You know. 
bro, I am 190, and he take me off, you know? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I am, you know? I'm okay. Sean, Sean, I thought you were supposed to be doing this during the show. Um, we just never got to it. Um, anyways, remember last week, my, um, my battery went up, and now I'm down right. to, I started off at the beginning of the year, you know, pretty darn heavy. Um, I forgot what episode it was, maybe the first or second, third episode. I stepped on the scale as uh, 264 pounds. So right on. Bro. <laughs> it's so beautiful when you have goals like that, you know, goals like that are so beautiful because are the more honest goals you can have with yourself. Um, when you do it with yourself, you can do it with everybody. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations, bro. Um, hey, Sean, any, any chance you can inflate your wing? Go ahead. Any chance what? I was going to say he's going to have to buy a smaller wing now. No, I, I like my big wings. <laughs> I like my 28 meter. It's nice and lifty. Oh, yeah. Sean, you can get on, you can get on that scale after you uh, inflate your wing and then, then weigh yourself. I know, right? Scale with the ball. <laughs> Where did the scale go? It fell. <laughs> sure, I don't like that scale of yours. It's got fat up in the corner. I'll, I'll punch it out. Well, <laughs> that's the name that I uh, named myself was fat because I was so disgusted with people. Oh, the... okay. You put that in yourself. Yep. It's like, this is what you do not want to be. So my goal is to yep. still to be under 200 pounds and uh you know as long as i keep on dropping down and i'm i'm doing it um how, and you guys, how tall are you huh? how tall six two ish ah you, you are good in good wage now um well i mean in the marine corps back when i was uh you know in the military i was you know 168 pounds and just ripped yeah that you was know, 20 bro 20 you know remember so, we have so uh, want to get under 200 <laughs> You know, especially for my heart, you know, having the heart issues and stuff, you know. 200 is yeah. good, but less than 200 is not so good because remember, everything changed with years. And it's like normally we, we never stay in the way we regularly was when we was 20. We go up like maybe 10 or 15 pounds more. No, I'm going to get back down to it and I'll, I'll be strong and ripped again. I'm, I got to well, be. If, if it's good, do it, but don't push too hard, okay? Exactly. Uh -huh. If if I quit drinking, I'd be under two hundred pounds, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at look at I love cold. <laughs> I was just typing him saying I hate the cold. <laughs> I weighed a hundred I weighed hundred and twenty six pounds when I went in the army and I went to basic training and came out of basic training hundred and sixty eight. Wow. And I thought they were starving me to death. 368 is a good pound. Uh, good poundage, yeah. You know? No, you was, you was building it up, man. Building it up. Stop, stop. So in, high, so in high school, I was 185 pounds. And then, what, almost six years ago, I was only 190 pounds. Now I'm 230. But wow, I just... You. Well, I, I discovered beer. <laughs> Bless, I, ne eh? I, I never really drank until after my son got sick and then well i can actually say there's less days i can count of me not drinking than drinking so good job sense walter good job walter sense god chain you decide for get a beer in your hands and no other things like what 
whatever, man, cocaine or whatever shit you want to feel high and forget that you was alive and you lost in your song. And no, whatever, I, you know? wouldn't, it's I like wouldn't buy the pair motor. Yeah, of course. You found out that, that after you was into the beer, you know, mm. and it's great. I've been wanting to fly for over 20 years. I just never could afford it. And then uh, my wife That's helped sure. me. Yeah, my wife helped me figure out how to get the money. And uh, I started uh, flying and I'm thankful. She's a uh, she's an amazing woman. She helps me with whatever my dreams are, no matter how silly they are. And she's uh, love. She love you, bro. That's why she accepts to sometimes. You sometimes <laughs> I know, I know her. I know her. I know she loves you. I'm talking nothing now because I'm going to be fighting with you. Okay? You're going to be like him over here, you see? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would need a smaller wing if I'm like him. <laughs> hey, Shane, did you get those um, cards that I sent in the mail and the yes. uh, return yes, stickers? Sir. Yes. Um, did you see the back of the cards where it had all of our names and stuff on it? Yes, I have I have them all in the envelope right there. I plan to put into my paratrailer. So that when I go to fly-ins, that is going to be my... Now, what's the stickers for? Well, the, the stickers are ClearProp TV return stickers. Um, you know, return address stickers. Like if you ever wanted to give something away or you wanted to use ClearProp as, you know, your business, because okay. you're part of the business, you can always use those stickers. Um, what I wanted to do actually was to figure out um, what do you want to say on this side? Because I think that's a great backside for our cards because I wanted to get everybody on the on the show um, their own uh, business cards. Well, no, I'm fine with the back because like you said, we can just circle our names or what have you. Oh, well, your background, we don't see nothing. See, right there. No, yep, see, there it is. Know. Only you can <laughs> see it. Nobody see it. <laughs> hey, Jade. Has all Jade, my, has when, all my when, personal when, information on it, you know? Hey, Jade, when am I getting one of those uh, sweatshirts that I'll wear twice a year? <laughs> the flamingo shirt? <laughs> yeah, I'll wear the hell out of that. What flamingo, are you talking about? Yeah. Did you like have the you one I made, Eric? Yeah, no, seriously. Have you guys seen that shirt? Look at the uh, the flamingo is a <laughs> it's a pair wing with a flamingo on it. It's freaking oh, hilarious. That's, cool. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. When I flamingo. first saw it, I it laughed because I thought it was the coolest idea ever. And it's it is a really good logo. I, I freaking love it. Hey, John Wayne, we match tonight. I ran out of laundry. That's because you're both from Wisconsin. Yeah, that's it. This is this is Wisconsin. Jane, the businessman, the businessman that you're supposed to talk is that man down below there, John Wayne, bro. That's the guy yeah. that's supposed to buy the property, bro. That's the property. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, management. My, my, Jade, my I'll wife. be waiting for one of those sweatshirts, just so you know. I'm ready. I, I'll well, I can, give, I can give you one of my t-shirts. Me too, you know. I mean, I'm always I'll happy to, to receive t-shirts and stuff. Hey, my wife is saying <laughs> that it's uh, it's time for me to go to bed. So oh. let's go ahead and um, uh, stop the audio and video. And Shane is the um, host, so he's going to have to do it. Shane? I'm the host with the most. You are the host. The hostess with the mostest. Asking oh, okay. Shane what is to running a show that he tried to hang out on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, still, you still doing your show on Tuesdays, right? You're still doing Yeah, we won't, we won't talk about last Tuesday. That was good. 
Good yeah. for nothing. No, Aaron don't know about it. Let, let's say something. Aaron, uh, uh, Shane tried to run in a show on Tuesday because he's getting boring and don't have so many friends to be talking around. <laughs> and he tried to run a show that called Hang Out with Shane in Tuesday. Hey, I'm, I'm officially grilling, grilling. Uh, he's the chef, you know. I'm officially inviting Eric and Jade to come on tomorrow night's show. We're going to talk about uh, um, proper etiquette at fly-ins. Oh, yeah. And Walter's <laughs> like, well, what about me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Walter, Walter was in it? No, we... Walter, uh, Walter, no, no. Yeah, you was in the show. I mean, you, you was in the shot. Oh, yeah, I was watching oh, yeah, it. yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be in it. I was movie. laughing. It was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, Shane I'm how difficult it is to, uh, to it's run It's difficult. It's difficult because I was with Shane there talking something, talking something, whatever was coming in my head. And trust me, yeah, sometimes yeah. I don't want to talk no more because you need somebody else. Like, we're talking here, flying, while the speeding SIB, Aaron there, Eric here, you Will, you know, and we always have some input from each one. But when you have to build it up, everything, man, you get out. Okay. You get out, guys. Not, a, not an easy thing to no. do, that's for sure. No, no I, had, I had an epic fail on Tuesday last week. Just so you know. Epic. So, so where can people go, Shane? Was it fail for you because it didn't work out how you want it? Well, that was good. That was Shane, where can people go to see your show tomorrow? What, what, what's the uh, what's the Euler? Well, since I don't need to be hook, line, and sinker this, um, I pick up on, on small cues. Um, PPGShane.com. You can find my YouTube channel there. It's called Never Trust a Skinny Chef. Shane, just say no. Sounds good. I hope everybody uh, goes there and subscribes and hits that bell notification. Now, y'all don't go nowhere. We're just going to end the uh, YouTube and the audio uh, for the podcast right now. So uh, thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, Scary Barry, which is not here right now. Uh, his internet dropped out and he texted me. Um, he said to make sure I tell everybody, you know, that, you know, he just didn't drop out on purpose. His internet dropped out, which mine happened. I mean, it happened to me too. So, I mean, it happens. Um, uh, can you, can you post a link real quick to the, um, to the what? To chat. There's a couple of people asking about it. I, I, I've been slacking on the chat. I, I apologize to everyone in the in the show. Um, what, what what do you want in the chat? For the for the link the link for after. Oh 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 yeah, because um, you guys can still talk. I gotta go, but I'll post a link so people can. Um, yeah. Can jump I, I apologize to the chat. I I got back on this and I was just I I had I had. Uh, Love the cold on big screen. So I was just watching Jaden like love on her dog and Eric looking at that like I don't get none of that attention. <laughs> I wish I was the dog. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Did you not hear any of my pickup lines earlier today? Maybe you should use those. <laughs> a question. A question for Eric and Jade. How did you change that? Oh, I love the cold. Where did you change that? Where did you go to change that? Don't say a word. Just give me <laughs> one minute, Jade. Give me one minute. Wait, yeah, wait until we uh, go off the air, and then we can have uh, all sorts of. Oh fun. yeah, yeah. No, don't worry about that. Don't oh, worry Shane, about that. since uh, since I gave you the co-hosting permissions and my internet dropped out, 
Um, I lost all my hosting permissions, so I'm just a guest, and you are the host. So you're oh, gonna okay. Have, so you're going to have to uh, kill the uh, uh, live stream. And the way to do that is go up to the very top. The and there's, medium, a, and there's a drop down. <laughs> right. Let, what, say it again, Sean. I'm sorry. Um, in the Zoom meeting, you see where it yeah. says live on custom live streaming service? Uh, yes. All right. Hit that drop down box. And you should have three um, things. Copy, copy stream link. Okay, got it. Okay. Copy stream link, view stream, and then end stream. Oh, you want me to end it? You see the uh, end? So so don't end it just a second. We're going to, you know, does it say end stream? It says, oh, crap. Go so back. Crap. That's not good. Uh, it, says, it says stop live stream, view That's stream on, on custom live stream service, copy stream link. Yeah, the, the end. So we're going to end that in just a moment, uh, but we're going to say goodbye first before you hit um uh, the end stream. So thank you everybody that uh, has joined us. Thank you everybody in the chat. We appreciate you. Everyone that has donated uh, money in the chat. Thank you so much. That definitely helps us with buying prizes and sending them out and doing really awesome things. Uh, just in case you did not know, um, today we had Kent Stamey, Mark McElroy, Tyler Valls, Will Fly, Mark H, Bill H, John Wayne, Mark George, James uh, Sutherland, PPG Pirate, and Will Fly all donated. We got uh, Will Fly, his very own .com, which is willflyppg.com. Uh, PPG Pirate donated 100 bucks tonight. So we got him his very own www.ppgpirate.com. So make sure you check those out. Uh, Will Fly won a strobe. And the other people that um, uh, won some stuff, email me at ppggramp at gmail.com. I'll let you know what you won. It's a surprise. It's a big surprise. No, it's another, it's not a .com, but um, it's, it's really good. That little thing that I was flapping in the wind that you couldn't see, you get yourself your very own flag and we just have to uh, get it all set up so we can uh, make it and send it out to you. That's what y'all won. That's really amazing stuff. So anyway, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone on the panel. We appreciate you all. You've been listening to paratalk.org on your very wonderful um, podcast app. You've been watching us at clearproptv.com. So every week, make sure you go to clearproptv.com to see this. And what else do we have? We got some more .coms. I don't know. What else we got? Oh, and of course, find me at ppggrandpa.com and uh, subscribe to me if you haven't and hit that little bell notification. Uh, this is all of us saying goodbye. So everyone in the panel, say goodbye, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 Now you can hit the end. <laughs> hey, goodbye. Just as a as, as clickbait for you, Sean, before I hit the click end, hey, Walter, check out your name on your hey, screen. Sean, let me tell you something. I have another guy that did Welcome FIB with Aaron and me. Underwear. That called Goldie. <laughs> That you need to have it here in the show. Goldie did good too. As as a host, you have the ability to change names, so that's pretty <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> wrong. <laughs> All right. That was uh, thanks, John. <laughs> 
And uh, as always, um, if you've listened to it all the way up to now, make sure that you go to pbggrandpa at gmail.com. Let us know that you made it to the end of episode 56. Um, probably only have that one person that uh, keeps on uh, emailing me, so we, I hope we have more than that. And uh, that's it for tonight. Shane, go ahead and kill the uh, audio recording. You are done. Nope, it's still recording. You got no! Hit, no, the audio recording. You just killed the YouTube. Don't kill it.